Hello. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Wolfden Live, episode 233. Now officially with less cases of COVID-19 than the WWE. Explain. <laughs> they had... I just... Every day, it's like uh, another... Another worker at the WWE, either a wrestler or an executive or like a Vince McMahon level person, has has tested positive because they keep to be to be clear. Shows. To be clear, if there is one case of COVID nineteen, it is officially more cases than the Wolf Den. Yes, and <laughs> just uh, to be clear, ju- ju- like the some of the re- the news I've said says that it's been at least ten in in the WWE. In the WWE alone. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of hot, sweaty guys rolling around with each other, you know? Yeah. There's not a I lot mean, of that going on here, so... No, but you would think... It might be it, easier for them to get it than people like us. You would think if you petitioned, you know, or, sorry, bribed your local government enough uh, to prove that you're safe enough to reopen uh, during a pandemic, and then your employees keep getting the disease that caused the <laughs> pandemic... Well, why would you have to bribe the government... If you didn't have any cases, do you understand? Do you understand? It's true. It's a valid point. Anyway, hello, guys. How are you all doing? Welcome. Oh, ooh, that sounds... Oh, my ears. What'd you do? I don't know what happened. I mean, that was a notification. But um, <laughs> I don't know what happened. But when I plugged my headphones in, all the volume of everything just went down. And then the notification played, and it was all... Something's up. In the middle of this podcast... Will is going to be screaming in my ear. Anyway, uh, hello, Parker. Hello, our grand. Hello, uh, Tomatacha. And hello, AJ. Hello, uh, Ashley, Grimhane, Eric. Hello, everybody. Hello, anyone and everyone who is here today. And a special hello to Mac Muggle with 525. Hey, cool podcast. Want to know when did you guys start drinking, if at all? I'm getting self-conscious. <laughs> what does that mean? Does he mean mean, at what age or at what time? (laughs) Please remember that the legal drinking age in the United States of America is 21 years of age. I started drinking when I was 22. 19, because there's nothing else to do at college. (laughs) And I still don't really drink. Yeah, me neither. Mega Dragon 101 with $2. New Crash Bandicoot Games, my dudes. I forgot about that. That should be a story. Should it, though? You're right. (laughs) You know what? You're right. Uh, guys, we got to talk about Pokemon today. Yay. Yay. But AJ's not here because I figured why pull him back out again a second time in a row. Sweet. So I can, MOBA. Be, I can be completely ignorant and not have the Pokemon police <laughs> jump down my throat. I mean, listen, man, that's why I pulled out the shirt. So that people, you know, when people see yeah. my custom stitch fix Pokemon shirt, product provided by the pokemon company international they could uh be like this guy knows what he's talking about when he's talking about pokemon now in our defense though this is a brand new game in a brand new play style so there's a lot of unknowns here so unknown i I see what you did will see uh, you don't even uh, know how much you know about pokemon i I know i know my pokemans (laughs) so i think it's okay for us to have questions um and just just be the general big poke idiots that we normally are because we're in the same boat as everybody else so it's really not a it's really not a big deal here's what happened uh pokemon the pokemon company said we got a pokemon presents on wednesday get yourselves ready 
And then the internet went, let's go Johto. We're getting a new Pokemon <laughs> game. It's going to be Pokemon Let's Go Johto. I can't wait for them to announce Pokemon Let's Go Johto. And uh, that is not at all what happened. Everybody got nope. overly hyped for something that they just took a wild guess at. And instead, we got a Pokemon MOBA. <laughs> so here it is. It's called Pokemon Unite. Uh, I can play a little bit of the trailer. It was an 11 minute long Pokemon Presents. And they played the game for like a big chunk of it. They had a bunch of influencers, some Japanese influencers, some American influencers in it. Um, and it looks pretty cool. It's a MOBA. I'm not interested in MOBAs. Uh, I still this don't is... really get MOBAs. You don't you know? get MOBAs? What do you like, not get? About? Like, I get it, but I don't know. I just like something about them like is not clicking with me because they they look too much like real-time strategy games but like they're not they're very similar yeah so i, I don't i don't know I've, i guess i've never found like a moba that like you know i can say like i want to play that all the time you know because i know with mobas like you it's like Fortnite. you play it and that's the only game you play for the rest of your life i i think we should explain what a moba is because we just keep saying it yeah massive online battle arena yes uh games like league of legends dota 2 smite um those are mobas if you will yes uh they're massively popular yes uh if you've never heard of them uh that would be strange because there's a lot of really popular mobas out there you might not have known that league of legends is a moba but it's a moba yeah it's and probably like it was the moba might still be the MOBA. And then there's also like Dota 2, which is like the more yeah. hardcore of, the, of them. But And now look at this. We got Pokemons throwing their hat in the ring with mm -hmm. Pokemon Unite. Uh, this is an article from The Verge. The latest Pokemon adventure is a real-time team-based strategy game called Pokemon Unite. See, it's a little bit of a strategy game. Mm -hmm. The game is being developed by Tencent's Timmy Studios the same studio behind massive free-to-play online games like honor of kings which i've never heard of and call of duty mobile can i look up honor of kings uh, call of duty mobile that's the one that came out like a few months ago that everybody like loves right yeah it's good it came out a while ago but uh yeah. it, it from what i understand it's good so let's break this down in the middle of the article tencent is i think the biggest gaming company in the world it's like the biggest multimedia company in the world, not just video games, but also movies and stuff. They own or at least partially own like a lot of companies. They're like a major investor in like Activision, EA, uh, Ubisoft. Um, they own a lot of Epic. You know, I think they're like the majority shareholder of Epic. Well, according to the Wikipedia, Tencent is the world's largest video game company. Right. One of the world's most valuable companies, period. One of the world's largest social media companies. What? And one of the world's largest venture capital firms and investment corporations. So this is, this is the, this is, uh, what, what would you call it? Abstergo? This is the, uh... What are other fictional big companies that control everything? Um, for you, LexCorp, Lex Wayne Corp, Enterprises. For your for you RoboCop fans out there, OCP, who controlled all of Detroit to the point where they just bought Detroit. <laughs> um, That's what Tencent is a big, 
big, big deal that a lot of people have not heard of because it's Chinese. It's right, it's a... which is shocking because, like you said, they they have their finger in a lot of major video game, major American video game companies. But also, too, like they've been financing a lot of movies recently because a lot of Hollywood movies want to get released in China. And the easiest way to do that is to have Chinese financing and Tencent. I think they did the last few Mission Impossible movies. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. So so they bankroll a lot of stuff, but they also yeah. bring in a, a whole lot of money. A whole oh, lot yeah. of money. Uh, they got their hands in a lot of... Uh, and a lot of pies. That's the that's the word I want to use. Yes. Anyway, uh, the game looks like a MOBA. Uh, looks like a lot of MOBAs, particularly League of Legends, with team with teams of five battling against each other and leveling up over the course of a match while competing completing objectives. While completing objectives, um, I can't read this. The multi-lane map is even reminiscent of existing team strategy games. It'll be a free-to-start game on both the Nintendo Switch and mobile with cross-play for multiplayer. That is awesome. Yeah, that's going to help this game out a lot. Uh, if you have a Switch or you don't have a Switch, you have multiple ways to play this game uh, with your friends um did it say like you can take like your stats and stuff between systems or is it just the multiplayer that's so systems? it said cross play it did not say cross progression which scares me yeah uh i'm assuming that it's going to be one big account system mm -hmm. uh but knowing the pokemon company there's got to be something that's like doesn't work right you know what i mean yeah it's not gonna they're not gonna make it easy for you <laughs> there's gonna be mm -hmm. something that's got to be messed up um, but a lot of MOBAs are free to start or free to play. Uh, so it's going to be free you might have to buy characters yeah. or something, but, uh, you can try it for yourself for completely free to see if you like it. And you could try it on your phone, you can try it on your switch and you could play with people who don't even have a switch. So that's pretty cool. I think yeah. this is a cool idea. Uh, today's I new, I just like to make a correction. Um, Alibaba Pictures, another Chinese company, produced the last few Mission Impossible movies. However, Tencent has produced such American films like Kong Skull Island, Wonder Woman, Venom, Bumblebee, Men in Black International, Terminator Dark Fate, the upcoming Top, Top Gun Maverick. So the other big ass Tom Cruise franchise. Right. Um, so, but though, again, those are like big American movies. Big, big American movies. <laughs> I'm thinking of um, Nico Bellic's cousin from GTA 4. You keep saying like big American TV. I thought you were thinking of like uh, the Clerks cartoon when they when they outsource to a <laughs> Korean studio. Big that American too. party. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> bears driving. How can that be? Who's driving? Oh no, bears driving. You've never watched the Clerks cartoon. There's only six episodes, and it's great. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's probably the best thing Kevin Smith has ever done. <laughs> Today's news caps off a busy period for the Pokemon franchise. Last week saw the release of the first major expansion for Pokemon Sword and Shield, along with announcements of Pokemon Snap on the Switch, Pokemon Cafe Mix, which is out right now. I have to download that. And an uh, AR game to help your kids brush your teeth. Which I have played. How I didn't get a chance to play it. Yet. All right, so I played the AR game to help kids brush your teeth, Pokemon Smile. It listen, I was not brushing my teeth for long enough, dude. You gotta sit there forever. 
I know. Like, two minutes is a long time. Dude, 20 seconds to wash your hands is a long-ass time. When you have to think about it, yeah, you know, it ends up being longer than... Because you you, you're not thinking about anything else but how long it's taking. Yeah, so I, this has nothing to do with anything, but the Apple had the Worldwide Developers Conference yes. the other day. Uh, first off, they should do it like that all the time. It was really cool. Yeah. Um, two... One of the features they showed off for the Apple Watch was it's going to detect when you wash your hands and have an automatic 20-second timer. Mm -hmm. As an Apple Watch wearer, I know I'm going to hate that, and like I feel like I'm going to rush through it. I'm sure you can turn that off. I'm sure, yeah, but knowing me, I'm going to leave it on, at least for like the first few tries. But I know I'm going to hate it. <laughs> All right, so I tried out Pokemon Smile. Here's some pictures. Uh, I I chose Squirtle. I don't remember why. I think it's because uh, Ian got it in my head that I wanted to choose Squirtle. Well, um, I mean, makes sense. It uses water. I was just drooling friggin' toothpaste the whole time. Uh, and then you get to take a picture of yourself wearing a wearing a hat, and I unlock the Pikachu hat. So here it is. That's it. <laughs> That's cute. And I only did one level. That was it. I'm done. It's cool. It's a cool little thing. Uh, I also beat the single player of the uh, uh, the Pokemon DLC last night. Uh, it's all right. If like, there's a lot to it. Like, you know, there's a lot of new Pokemon, and there's a um, you can you can you gotta like find these max raid mush. You gotta find these like max mushrooms in order to make your Pokemon Gigantamax. You have to find three per Pokemon that you want to enable Gigantamaxing on. Mm -hmm. And it is really hard to find the, the mushrooms. So I just gave up on that. Um, if you want to just beat the single player, it's like, it's, I mean, it's $30 for both DLCs. So it's really $15. It's okay. Single player was all right. It's really nothing too special. It's like, it, you could skip it if you just want to do the single player. But if there's other things you want to do, like get all those Pokemon and Gigantamax your Pokemon and some other stuff that I don't know about, uh, it might be worth it for you. But to me, it was just okay. It's kind of more of the same stuff. Right. It's not like the story was like, you know, it's not like it was freaking Hamlet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, I'm going to try. Now, I'm not a big MOBA guy. I'm not a big strategy guy. But this is a free game, and it's on the phone and the Switch. So I've, I will try it when it comes out. I feel like this if this is a good game, it might be a good gateway into the wider MOBA genre as a whole. Mm -hmm. um, I know like MOBAs are typically like real-time, uh, so that, that would be good for someone like me who hates like, you know, pausing in the middle of the action and like planning things out or just clicking on things until they die. So, <laughs> you know, I'd be willing to... You know, if it, again, if it's free, I'll give it a shot. Yeah. So. I mean, it looks cool. It looks really well done. Um, yeah. I'm trying to find some of the actual gameplay that they showed. They got, uh, there's a limited amount of Pokemon. I'm sure they'll keep adding some. Right. They're gonna, you'll probably have to buy them. It it looks like there might, you might not be able to pick two of the same Pokemon. I, I, the Pokemon have certain abilities that. Uh, right that uh are you know are gonna it would help to build out a team of different pokemon they yeah. don't have type advantages so those are meaningless in this game uh and that's really it otherwise it's just a moba you have objectives you have to like take over the other teams like bases and if you go back to your own base you gain health um and that's it 
Otherwise, uh, it's just a freaking MOBA. It, lo- it looks pretty much like a copy and paste of League of Legends, just with Pokemon. Yeah. It uh, is interesting that you know Nintendo this week said that they're not really going to focus on mobile games anymore. Like they're pretty much done with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but Pokemon, yeah, <laughs> just keep going. Well, like think about like how Nintendo Nintendo came out with their mobile games. Right. And they were like, all right. And people like had some problems with it. And they did some weird things like poke, like a Super Mario run was $10 or was free yeah. for like a first level. And then you had to buy the whole thing and it was $10, which yeah, is like a lot for did, a mobile game. They never really figured out like the sweet spot of it. Like their first mobile app was Mitomo, which wasn't really a game. Um, then they had Super Mario run, which was free for like, three levels and the rest is 10 bucks because they their justification was they wanted to keep the price high to indicate that this was a that very valuable game that there was value to the game it wasn't just some two dollar piece of crap that you can buy uh and just forget about they wanted to you know make it seem like there was substance to it and then their next few games were like free to play and they had microtransactions but like people didn't really like that either I, I get why Nintendo wanted to show that it was like a premium product because that's how they view their games. They view their games yeah. as like, you know, polished and really well done, not like most mobile game companies do. But the mobile game market is just so different than their traditional video game market, yeah. you know? They, I, they, they didn't really conform. I feel like they got into the mobile games market because, like, while the Wii U was struggling. And I feel like they just did that to appease investors and like market analysts and critics who were saying like Nintendo is done. They should just do mobile games for the rest of their life. And everybody um, was telling them that they should move games to mobile. Yeah. And, and they I tried to like, do it in their own Nintendo way. Yeah, and it didn't they, really work out too good. Yeah. And then like, you know, four or five years later, the Switch came out and now everyone's like, oh man, every game should be put on the Switch. This is the best console ever. So... Uh, Tiny Moses in the chat says Fire Emblem Heroes has really was was a really good Nintendo made multiplayer game. I mean, mobile game, and that is really good. I played a little bit of that, but I feel like you know that's it. You know, there's that, and then there's like Super Mario Run, which people mostly remember for the ten dollar price tag. Somebody in the chat also brought up Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. Uh, it was okay. Yeah, was that really a game though? Like, or was that more of like a companion? app to like no it was a, animal it was more of a game like like i i don't i wouldn't see it as a companion app okay um kind of think like mitomo okay it's kind of similar well, to that mitomo wasn't really a game either <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> um i just but the pokemon company um nailed like knocked it out of the park with pokemon go yeah I mean, that was uh, Niantic, but still. Um, Niantic was like, look at what we could do. And Pokemon Company's like, all right, let's just do that a bunch yeah. of times. Um, still, the Pokemon Company uh, is a little bit like Nintendo, where they try to distance themselves a little bit. Like, they're never going to put a full-fledged Pokemon game on the phone. Right. I think if they just freaking put Pokemon Red, Blue, or Yellow on the phone, there's no reason not to. Oh, yeah, no, it's it, going to... You can port that right away. It's mostly menus, you know? Uh, if they do that, that would sell, like, freaking... Even if you make it, like, eight bucks. Yeah. That would sell, like, crazy. But they would never do that for whatever reason. 
Um, because the Pokemon games aren't games that require like actual physical buttons. Like Mario, you're gonna need buttons because it yeah. requires reaction time. But turn-based games, it's all menus, you know. Um, AJ said something before about how pe oh people are pissed that they mostly show Gen One Pokemon. Look, I mean, they do that for marketing reasons. I feel yes. like. yes, <laughs> just accept it. You know, if those Power are the Rangers popular fans, ones. If Power Rangers fans can accept the fact that every time there's a new Power Rangers thing, it's going to start with the Mighty Morphin era, then Pokemon fans can accept the fact that every time they show a new Pokemon thing, it's going to start with the Gen 1 era. Pokemon and Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. There's a crossover I want to say. Mega Dragon says, Bad Bob, nobody wants that. Are you talking about putting the original Pokemons on the phone? Make it Fire Red. Who cares? <laughs> Just put one of the early Pokemon games on the phone. That would yeah. sell like crazy. And also, <laughs> Pokemon Go, when that came out for for over a year, it was the original 150 yeah. Pokemon. If you ask Pokemon fans if you would want that, they would all say no. Think about how great that game did. <laughs> because it appealed to all the people who don't play video games, who just played Pokemon way back in the day. Um so yeah, if you release the early games and put it on the friggin' phone, that would sell like crazy. I keep saying that Pokemon should release a Pocket Go type situation, one of these little portable emulators, mm -hmm. and just put one Pokemon game on it and sell it for like 40 friggin' dollars and everyone would buy it. Well, they can't do just one because the whole gimmick of Pokemon is that like there's two versions and you trade back and forth between the two. So they would have to do one one system that's just red and one system that's just blue. True. True. But still, that would that would be great, right? Um, but anyway, uh, they're making a lot of money, and they know how to run a business better than I do. You're getting a MOBA. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm sure uh, that you know they, they, in the trailer they were showing like a lot of like stadiums and stuff. It looks like they're trying to tackle that League of Legends market. They want to make yeah. it like a competitive thing. Uh, well, I guess we'll just see how it goes. Which is weird because you know. I don't, you know, not that MOBAs are over, but, you know, the MOBA bubble, if you will, was like, like four years ago. And I feel like it's, it's a little bit late to that in a way, you know, mm -hmm. it, it'd be like, you know, af like after uh, Metal Gear Solid and Splinter Cell were like the biggest things, like there was a stealth game every other week. Now the only like stealth franchises are like, or, you know, Metal Gear, um, Splinter Cell and maybe the Arkham games. You know, you don't really get a lot of stealth games anymore. I mean, uh, maybe we are a little bit outside of the world because maybe uh, in you know Korea, you know MOBAs are you know the, the every, every, there's a MOBA every other second. You know, this is true. Uh, but that you know that whole thing boomed before we got it. Yeah. So it would have had maybe it's still booming there. We like I have no idea. Um, so it, it it looks like they're trying to tackle the competitive scene with this, but it, people are just disappointed because they got there they got the idea that there was going to be a new Pokemon game this year or something. Like they got the idea that this was going to be a brand new Pokemon game, not a mobile MOBA. <laughs> Uh, so it took people by surprise, but yeah, it looks okay. 
Yeah, it looks fine. I'm sure it'll be a very good uh, MOBA game for the phone or, you know, the Switch, but it they is should, what it is. They should release a competitive shooter next. Yeah. <laughs> all right. That's that. We're done. Is that? I think that's all the Pokemon news we got. Sweet. Uh, I can take the shirt off. Chat, oh, we do. Yes. Uh, what do we got? We got Austin Hammonds with five bucks. Thanks. Uh, Mac Muggy with $8.43. I know the new Pokemon game is being... Oh, I get it. I know the new Pokemon game is being developed by Tencent, and there might be heavy microtransactions, but it looks like fun. It. I'm, I'm not a MOBA guy, so to me, it just looks all right, you know? Uh, yeah, I mean... When you look at the map from like, you know, like the whole thing of it, it looks kind of basic because it is just like the three lanes. It legit um, looks like the League of Legends map that everybody likes. Yeah. Um, but again, you know, actually playing the game, I'm sure is different because every Pokemon will play differently. You know, I'm sure there's like strategy involved and things like that. But like on, on the surface level, it just looks basic. Yeah. This is the League of Legends map. And this yeah. is Pokemon. It's just sideways. But yeah, it's just you got to have the three lanes, the middle, top, bottom, mm-hmm. so that you know. I don't know. That's just it's how it is. Uh, was that it? No, we got another one. Uh, Jamie eighty nine with a toonie. Yo, I heard you did. You don't use your light. Can I have it? <laughs> you can. You have explain why these nuts. <laughs> Uh, you explain why you don't just give your stuff away in your video yeah, right from here, this week, showing showing what's what's in your bag. We do giveaways. Yeah, not now, but we do. <laughs> uh, all right. Where are we now? I don't know where I am anymore. Uh, uh, EA Play. Did you watch it? Uh, no, but I caught up with it afterwards. Should we talk about EA? Should we talk about Mixer? Let's talk about EA. Yeah, let's do EA and then do we'll talk sure. about industry stuff afterwards because I got a lot to say about Mixer, but we'll talk about EA right now. Okay. Uh, first things first, let's talk about relative Nintendo stuff. They announced that there was going to be a bunch of games coming out for the Switch finally because yeah. there's yes. almost zero EA games on the Switch. Uh, I believe officially they said uh, this year there will be seven, and that includes games that were already announced and were announced during the CA play. I could have sworn that they said more, but here's an article from Nintendo Life saying, here are the seven EA games reportedly coming to Switch in the next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hate when they start with an update. I want to read the article first. Uh, original story. It appears EA's CEO, Andrew Wilson, wasn't joking in May when he said the third-party video giant was planning to release multiple games on the Switch. At EA Play Live earlier today, Respawn Entertainment's social media manager, uh, Alex Ackerman, announced the global publisher would be bringing seven, yes, seven games to the Switch over the next 12 months. Uh, Quote, you can expect seven new games coming to the Switch in the next 12 months, including Burnout Paradise coming tomorrow, which is out now, and Apex Mm -hmm. Legends later this year, which we will talk about Mm -hmm. because that is cool. 
So that's two down. All right, let's read the rest of it. Update. Since EA revealed it would bring seven new games in the Switch over the next 12 months, we've been wondering what exactly is on the way. Burnout Paradise, Apex Legends. Venture Beats' Jeff Grubb has now chimed in with his own list. While many Switch owners would no doubt love to see titles like Titanfall 2, The Sims 4, there's no reason why The Sims shouldn't yeah. be on the Switch. And even Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, up and running on the system, apparently that won't be happening. Way to, way to just twist the knife. Thanks, buddy. In reality, none of those games are coming to the Switch, or at least EA doesn't plan to port them to Nintendo's consoles over the next year. As you might have guessed, FIFA 12 <laughs> and <laughs> Lost in Random are part of the seven games list. FIFA uh, 21. Huh? Oh, f- what it? 12. It's, it's 21. Like, I don't understand. Yeah. Uh, that leaves three other titles. According to Jeff and his own source, who is, quote, familiar with the publisher's re- release slate, they include a remaster of Need for Speed Hot Pursuit by Criterion. So the spiritual successor to Burnout. Uh, Yeah, uh, keep going. The third person multiplayer, Plants vs. Zombies Battle for Neighborville and an EA Originals title from Velen Studios. So there you have it. These are the seven EA games reportedly coming to the Switch in the next 12 months. Uh, Cool. Yeah. So there's still one that's up in the air. It's whatever yeah. Velen Studios is working on. So Need for Speed Hot Pursuit, the 2010 version by Criterion, uh, is a great-ass game. Uh, and it plays more like the, old, uh, like the older Burnouts, like Burnout 3 and Burnout Revenge, where it's just a single track. And you just make your way to the end, wrecking stuff on your way. Um, but what's cool about it, uh, there's two things that's cool about it. The first thing is, in addition to playing as, like, you know, standard street racers, you can also play as the cops and go on missions. Uh, you know, you can do the same race you just did but from the different perspective. Um, also, the multiplayer mode um, was always running. So, like, you could see you know what your friends did and then you can try and beat them and like it'll update you know globally and you can enter your friends races as like the police and just ruin their day that's really cool i like yeah. that yeah no that hot pursuit was a great game uh velen studios eh, they made skylanders okay that's uh but but i think skylanders is dead now so and that's also an activision oh yeah yeah so i maybe it'll be something like that maybe who, who knows not toys to life though. Nobody does toys no, to no, life. No, no, yeah, that that's over. Uh, I don't know what Lost in Random is. That was one of like the indie games they announced. Oh, it'll probably be on the list. Yeah. Anyway, I think you know it's. I'm happy EA's bringing stuff to the Switch. It's you know it's. I'm not too excited about what they're bringing. Except yeah. for Apex Legends, baby. Yeah, I mean it's all ports and like older games, like. Need for Speed Hot Pursuit is from is ten years old. Um, I mean, it still looks good and it still plays good, but it's ten years old. And Criterion made another Need for Speed game after that, Most Wanted, that was a lot better and a lot closer to Burnout Paradise in terms of you know open world racing game. So it's just you know I don't understand why that game is like Hot Pursuit is being ported to the Switch now all of a sudden. Yeah, I don't know why they chose that one. Yeah. of all of the I mean, games that they have i'm glad it's being you know re-released because it's a good game but it's just, it's just it doesn't feel like there's a reason behind it um 
but overall, I thought the EA play was good. Nobody else did. <laughs> I thought I was like happy with what they announced. There was a lot of you know filler, but overall, I was like, there's some good stuff here. I Which I never like, hear about. E I never say yeah. that about EA Play. EA Play is always terrible. I feel like, you know, what they showed was fine. What they talked about was fine. Um, I just feel like EA, you know, because they're EA, they're damned if they do and damned if they don't. Right. Now, nobody will give them a fair shake. And rightfully so. But, you know, something like this, you could tell they were trying. And people are just like, Nope, EA, microtransactions, Madden, lulls, bad company. Uh, so I don't see it in the article about the the like breakdown. But the first thing that they pretty much they talked about Apex Legends first. There's a new season, yeah. whatever. Uh, it's freaking coming to the Switch. Coming to Switch. Well, Switch actually, they first announced crossplay because apparently they never had crossplay, right. which is ridiculous in today's day and age. There should be freaking crossplay and everything. Uh, they announced crossplay, and then they said, "Guess what? Boom! It's on the. It's coming to the Switch this year, yeah. later this year. Bam! Coming to the Switch. Crossplay. Play with your friends on any console. This is awesome. Yeah. We're finally getting like a real good uh, battle royale game on the Switch. Mm -hmm. uh, this is from the Verge. EA is bringing Apex Legends to the Switch, launching Steam versions of popular and launching Steam versions of popular titles. Uh, uh, yeah, EA's been putting a lot of their old games um, back on Steam because, like, for years they've just been using um, their own Origin store. Oh, but now they're they're putting everything back on Steam. That's a good slowly move. but surely. Yeah. The less stores, the less Windows stores, the better. Yeah. EA announced today that a popular Battle Royale Pigs Legends will be coming to the Nintendo Switch and Steam this fall. The game has only been available on PC via Origin, Xbox One, and PlayStation 4 since it launched in February of 2019. It launched in 2019? Apex Legends developer Respawn said the game would be getting cross-play this fall as well. Apex Legends isn't the only game coming to Steam. The studio announced that five more EA games titles, Titanfall 2, The Sims 4, Dead Space 3, and A Way Out are all playable right this second. Need for Speed Most Wanted is also now on Steam, according to Kotaku. EA first announced that games will be running on Steam, blah, 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 blah. Uh, I think that's one of the best things that 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 they announced at EA mm -hmm. Play, and it was the first thing that they did. Uh, so that is great news. I hope that this wakes up Activision. <laughs> I really, really, really want like Apex Legends is great. Yeah, I like Warzone way more, and I really, really, really wish that they would put Warzone on the Switch. I. One of the great mysteries in life is why there is no Call of Duty game on the Switch. I just don't know if Activision cares. Because Activision really isn't like a reactionary company. Like EA is reactionary. If Activision does something, EA has to have an equivalent of it. And we'll get mm -hmm. to that later. Um, but I just, I just don't see Activision like being like, Oh, uh, Warzone on Switch right now. Suck it, Apex Legends. I forgot that Fortnite's on the Switch. <laughs> I said that it's finally getting a good uh, Battle Royale. No, you uh, weren't lying. It's getting a good Battle Royale. Ayo! 
So I never played Fortnite. I know that I get that Activision isn't a reactionary company, but uh, I never thought EA would do this. <laughs> you know, right. I never thought EA would freaking EA has not put pretty much anything on the Switch. They it put Burnout Paradise. Very, yeah. yeah. Uh, so them coming out and being like, hey, guess what? Apex Legends is go going to the Switch. That's yeah. like huge. Yeah, that's like. Yeah, it became one of their flagship series like overnight. Yeah. So, I mean, what better example that you're going to support this system than putting one of your biggest titles on there? They put no stock into Apex Legends 2 when it was coming out. Yeah. They like it didn't was, care about it at all. And it, it just was pretty snuck much out. like something Respawn did, you know, on the side <laughs> while yeah. they were working on Fallen Order. And then it became massively successful. And then EA was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Do more of that. Yeah. Also, uh, Anthem, we have to rush that out the door now. <laughs> so uh, I think it would be real dumb of Activision to not put the next Call of Duty on the Switch in some capacity. Yeah. Or, or not, it doesn't have to be the next Call of Duty, but s s later this year, there's going to be a new Call of Duty. We have Warzone already. They got to update it for the new Call of Duty. And there's got to be something coming to the Switch. The Call yeah. of Duty needs to be there in some capacity. Yeah. And what better way than to just freaking have Warzone? It's already cross-play. It already runs great. There's little tiny problems here and there. But still, there's no reason why that freaking game can't be on the Switch. And when it comes to the Switch, I'm still going to play it on my freaking Xbox or <laughs> PS4. But still, it's nice to know that it's there. Yeah. Uh, but when Apex Legends comes out, I will definitely try it on the Switch. I would much rather Warzone, but I'll take what I can get. Uh, but that's not, that's the first thing that they announced, basically. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, there's also, I don't, these articles don't, there's never a good. What like, are, you, are you looking at the NME article or the gamer article? I'm trying to find one that talks about the A Way Out developers new game. Oh, the f It Takes Two? Yeah. Yeah. So A Way Out is a great game. I love that game. Right. Uh, it's a great co-op only multiplayer only game. <laughs> um, and that developer is doing another game similar to that called what? It takes two. Which if you Google immediately gets the Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen movie from 1995. Also, there is a game show. Sure. Uh, you might know the A Way Out developer because it's this guy and he said the F word a lot during the Game Awards. Yeah. Uh, the developer is Hazelight. This game looks really cool. Uh, I, I liked A Way Out a lot, so I will give this a shot. He, he like, gives away the end of the game <laughs> that, <laughs> like during this trailer. But that looks cool. I will give that a shot. Uh, I don't really, I, I can't really explain much, much else about it other than it will blow your effing mind away, is what he says. Uh, it, it's hard to explain these types of games. Yeah, it's very experimental. It'll be, it'll be at least interesting. <laughs> um, but uh, the bigger deal was that they gave more information on Star Wars Squadrons. Yes. Are you excited about this? Will? Uh, I am. Uh, it's a little different than what I was expecting when they first like teased. What were you the, expecting? 
Uh, well, okay. So what they presented makes it look a lot more like uh, X-Wing and TIE Fighter on PC, which was more like simulation-based. I love that game. I was expecting When I was like more, four. <laughs> yeah. I was expecting more like Rogue Squadron or Starfighter, which is a bit more arcade-y. Um, but that said, you know, what they presented looks nice. It's all from first-person perspective. It's just, it's just you and your cockpit, basically. Yeah, so that's what they said, and that's all the gameplay footage they showed. But that, some of this footage is third person, but it, the, the actual gameplay is first. Yeah, which is weird that they would like commit to that, which makes me feel like this is going to be like much more simulation heavy. Yeah. Um, and then in terms of like you know a standard dogfight, which is weird because the Star Wars games that EA has been making have been consciously made to be more casual friendly not necessarily like hardcore focused i loved rogue squad i also like the x-wing games but uh yeah i loved rogue squadron for its arcadiness right you know it's like ridiculous and like awesome and there's like a lot of like story in the levels of yeah. rogue squadron and and uh rogue leader and all of those games um and it's really cool to play some of the stuff that you see in the movies. Yeah. This seems like just a uh uh they they just ripped the uh dog fights from uh Battlefront and just made a game out of it. Kinda it, yeah. It's $40, which is weird. <laughs> That tells me that it's going to be a smaller game. Yeah. Uh, it's got a whole campaign, though. You create two characters, uh, uh, a rebel and a, and a... Imperial. The bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> so, I I mean, it looks... I, I love the Rogue Squadron game, so I really want this to be good, and I really want to try it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's coming this year. Yeah. And it, uh, it will have multiplayer. It'll be five on five. Um, they made they made a very big deal that there will be no microtransactions, <laughs> uh, so you don't have to worry about that anymore. The, I feel like there's a f- big focus on multiplayer. Yeah, I have well, zero yeah. interest in playing like a like a flight simulator uh, multiplayer game. You know, I, I would have more of an interest if I knew personally knew more people who would be playing it. Like this is not the type of game that you want to jump in with five randos, and you know, true. fly around. This is definitely a game you want to do with your friends. That is true. Um, I just hope it's at least a little bit like Rogue Squadron. I I yeah. really miss those types of games. Uh, but I have I don't have a lot of faith in EA Star Wars right now. Well, I mean, you know, Jedi Fallen Order was good. Apparently, they I have re- not played that. It's good. It's it's not what you're expecting at all. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very Souls like uh, in terms of the way the combat is, and a lot of it just the gameplay. Like, there's one part that basically turns into a Sonic the Hedgehog level. <laughs> is it the sliding? The sliding. Yeah, I've I've, yeah. I've seen that with the uh, the Lost Woods level music, the Sonic uh, Two. Yeah. Level. yeah. There's a lot of that though. <laughs> like there's a shocking amount of that mm-hmm. for a Star Wars game. Well, 
I'm excited for this. I'm going to play it. Uh, I, yeah. I assume that the campaign is going to be very short. Probably. For $40, yeah. you know. And it, yeah. uh, it, unfortunately, no Switch version. <laughs> which you could have guessed. Yeah. Uh, but no, this looks good. This is a good idea. I'm excited. I hope it's not just a rip from Battlefield, Battlefront. I don't think so, because it's um, EA Motive, who it's like there are new studios specifically designed to make this game. I know well, they helped with Battlefront too, yeah, yeah, yeah. but that was mostly a dice game. Uh well motive did the single player for uh for battle but for, was there battle. any I keep I I can't just say, I have to think is it battlefield or battlefront <laughs> yeah at the problem like this was bad enough ten years ago it's even worse now that the same company makes both games yeah and they feel the same <laughs> yeah but no they made the uh motive made the single player for uh, okay was there starship combat in battlefront yes. Single in the new player? one, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why I oh. think that they just they just ripped that from this. Okay, they just ripped that and made this. I should say, uh, this takes place after Jedi, like right yes. after Jedi. Yeah, so that's a I like that time period. That's a good time mm-hmm. period. Um, anyway, I'll get it. It looks cool. Uh, is there a date? Uh, later this year. I don't know if there's an official. Date. Scroll right to the end here. Launching, oh, October 2nd. There you go. Straight up date. All right, and uh, that so that was cool. I was cool with that. That that was another announcement that I liked. So we're already, we already got two good announcements. And the, for EA Play, that's way more than I usually get. Yeah. Uh, the third was the final, actually, okay. They showed uh, an NBA game that looked really stupid. <laughs> oh, no, no, well, that was that was the PlayStation thing. That was PlayStation. Yeah, Never that mind. was that was NBA 2K. I'm sorry. 21. Yeah, I am sorry. They pro- uh, EA probably showed like FIFA or Madden. They showed and FIFA and Madden, and I could care yeah. less about that. Yeah. Oh, they showed this game, Rocket Arena, which looks not good. Oh yeah, I saw that. It, it's whatever. It looks like a Fortnite uh, freaking. Uh, I don't know. It's all rockets though. Yeah. I I, I wasn't wasn't into that. Uh, but finally, we're getting skate. <laughs> there's no, there's no. There was the, it was there one more thing. So they knew how big of a deal yeah. this was. There's no footage or anything, not even a name for the yeah. game. It's just like, hey, we're making a new skate game. Okay, bye. Yeah, and they purposely did not call it Skate Four. Yeah. Uh, everybody wants Skate 4. Everyone wants Skate 4 or just like a, a brand new skate game. Yeah. So um, this, this, so they're calling it a, a new skate game. Yeah. This is what I mean by EA is a reactionary company. Because you know. Oh, you're saying EA is a reactionary company. Yes. You're saying Activision is not, but Activision EA is. Activision is not. Okay. Because if Activision had not released the trailer for Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2, <laughs> you know damn well you would have not seen skate for whatever it's going to be for many more years i know we're in like this tiny little skating game renaissance right now with sessions and skater xl and skatebird um but like ea could care less about those games the second we got a new tony hawk game uh hey remember skate yeah yeah we do we so, always like skate do you, you think didn't they- like skate do you think they decided to to make a skate game after that trailer for Tony Hawk 1 and 2? Or do you I, think that they were already planning on it and then they were like, oh, let's announce it now? Like they I rushed mean, an announcement out or they rushed 
they rushed the process of starting the game because Tony Hawk wanted to. Either way, they rushed this announcement. Mm -hmm. Like, I doubt they're past, like, the the storyboarding phase of this game. Yeah, it's literally just two people talking to each other. Yeah. We're back! I'm sorry. What'd you do? I played the video. Oh, oh crap. But it's literally just these two guys talking to each other. In fairness, it is cool we're getting another skate game because skate was always the more sim-based skateboarding game, whereas Tony Hawk was much more arcadey and fast-paced. Um, so it's good to have two different skateboarding games on the market. But you know that this was only done because we're getting a new Tony Hawk game. And it's a Tony Hawk game people are super excited for. Right. So. Uh, I think it's possible that they rushed out this. This had to have been a plan for a while. Yeah. But it, I mean, they say in the trailer, you guys made this happen. You guys commented this into existence, I think is the exact quote. Yeah, yeah, no. Well, because people have been asking for Skate 4 since Skate 3 came out, which was like, what, 2012 at this point? And it became a meme. Yeah. It was a meme that uh, every time EA is about to announce something, they're like, I hope it's Skate 4. Yeah. Oh, e- Skate 3 came out in 2010. So damn, 10 years 10 ago. Years. Yeah. Oh, damn. Uh, well, I'm going to play it. It looks cool. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't look like anything. <laughs> AJ says they they effing called it Skate Forever. Cancel the game now. <laughs> at, at the end of the trailer, he says Skate Forever. Okay. Uh, but I don't that I don't think that means that's what it's called. Yeah. But it could be called that. That would be a dumb name, especially yeah. if they put a four in it. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, to be fair, Bad Boys for Life was the third Bad Boys game, Bad Boys movie. You would think they would save that for the fourth one, but there's this thing where if there's a lot of hype around a game, like like a sequel to a game, they will they will purposely not call it what everybody thinks is going to be called, just to to you know circumnavigate the hype. Yeah, um, like Half Life Three will never be called Half Life Three. They will call yeah. it Half Life something else. Um. Skate four, they will probably call it forever. Or they'll probably just call it skate. Yeah, or just skate. That's EA. You know, they're yeah, they're the type of idiots to do something like that. Um, but anyway, cool. I'll play it. Yeah, and that's it. You know, I so that's three or four good announcements from EA Play, mm-hmm. which is way more than I was expecting. So I thought it was cool. Also, Greg Miller was the host. Yes. So, uh, it was good. Overall good. I enjoyed it. Uh, let's do some super chats. Mm-hmm. Uh, where are we? Anthony C. With $2. Carboni? Dollars. Friend of the show, Anthony Carboni. Uh, will you all be playing Ninjala today? No. Not interested. <laughs> When did that come? Did that come out today, or has that been out for? A while? I'm kind of assuming it's coming out today. Okay. Ninjala. It reminds me of Splatoon, mm-hmm. and I just don't care. I'm not not that interested in it. I am playing the Messenger currently. Finally. Oh, how is it? It's very difficult. Really? But yeah, but the problem is like, so it's not that the enemies are difficult; it's the platforming, and I know the, that it's my fault. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Ninjala uh, came out yesterday. Okay. By Gung Hoon Line. That's the publisher. Gung Hoon yes. Line. Uh, how far are you in the messenger? Like, what ability did you just get? 
Uh, uh, the the one where you can throw the rope at the rings and like pull yourself forward. Mm. I'm not very I'm not very far. The best part about that game is that you slowly get all these abilities that help with the platforming, and then yeah. by the end of it, you start chaining them all together really good. So don't stop playing the game. Yeah, <laughs> like don't take too much too many days off from playing it because I never beat it. Yeah. Uh, I got really far in it, but I never beat it. And I am now, I haven't played it in so long that I yeah. basically will not be able to beat it if I go for it. Yeah. Uh, and because like I was contemplating like stopping to go and play The Last of Us. I haven't gotten it yet, but I would have gotten it. But I just, I know I'm never going to have the time ever again in my life to sit down in front of a PlayStation 4 and actually play like a video game. So the fact that the messenger is on the Switch where I can just pick it up and play it in bursts when necessary is... It's what I need in my life right now. AJ corrects me and says that the name of the game, the name of the publisher was Gung Ho Online. <laughs> okay. Not Gung Hoon Line. Anyway, I got Last of Us. I only streamed it on Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm like five hours into it. It is amazing. Uh, but I'm only five hours into it. I have not played it since then. And I'm upset because I really want to plow through it. At this point, I really just want to play it just to see why everybody hates it so much. I think I... Now, I hear that it gets weird towards the end. Yeah. Uh, I know at least one reason why people don't like it, and it happens pretty early. Uh, and I think that that's why most of the like edgelords hate it. Right. I don't want to spoil well, it. Well, I, kn- I know... like. There's a uh, there are multiple characters on the LGBTQ spectrum in the game. There's that, but um, I don't think that that's the the one. Well, I know, and I know there's like an even bigger reason, like towards the end of the game. I, I don't know the specifics of it, but apparently there's like a, a character motivation that people don't agree with. But I that's feel- what really makes me mad. Because in the first game, that's the whole point of the ending. <laughs> is That's why everybody loves the game. Is because yeah. there's a character motivation that you don't agree with, but you have to do it anyway. So, that's, so like, when that's in the second game, people are like, oh, the writing sucks. No! What did you sign up for? So, I, yeah. I, I, I said something like, this is a lot, this is sounding a lot like The Last Jedi, where, like, you don't agree with one thing so therefore you immediately destroy everything else about it even though the rest of it was good so so um, here, here's here's why it's different to me mm-hmm. because one the first game already told you what you should expect <laughs> and that stuff is what you should expect the second reason is uh i like that stuff in the first last of us game because you don't agree with it but you're playing it and the game forces you to do it so you hate it even more when you're doing it. You know what I mean? Right. And then by the very end of the game, the game, like, you kind of, you know, face the consequences. So right. it, it's like a, it's it's something that you can't replicate in any other medium, I think. Right. And I, I get that. But at the same time, you know, both The Last Jedi and The Last of Us 2, you're dealing with something that has had a, a long wait period between like, yeah. releases and a fan base that just built this idea of what the sequel should be in their head. And the second the the property did the exact opposite, it all went downhill from there. I also know some reasons why people are mad about something that happens. 
uh, and they have some reasons because it's like a character thing. They're like, well, the character should be like this. Um, but it's stupid. It's yeah. dumb. And I don't, I also feel it. like going back to, you know, the fact that there are LGBT characters in the game, I feel because this is also a theory I have on the last Jedi. The fact that the game is even slightly progressive in its mm -hmm. politics, if you will, um, just rubs people the wrong way so much that any flaw in the game is reason enough to consider it trash and go on Metacritic and no, that, give it a zero. I completely agree. That I think that that was... Yeah. Uh, and they'll never say it's because of the progressive politics. Yes. They'll say it's because of the other thing, but they'll keep bringing up the fact that Ellie is gay or that there's a trans character in it. Yes. Yeah. No, you're 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 completely correct. That, that yeah. it, it, it people who don't like that stuff amplify the other stuff and then say that they don't like that stuff. You know, they yeah. find another reason to hate on it so that they don't look like, you know, assholes. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I don't want to talk too much about The Last of Us because I'm only five hours into it. Yeah, I only know what happens in the beginning that people are mad about. I don't know what happens at the end that people are mad about. Um, but so far, amazing game. Anyway. Uh, uh, what? Cedric. <laughs> yes. With yeah. $2. You selling that Pokemon button up? How much? <laughs> <laughs> this thing is... It's, a, it's at stitchfix.com. Not a sponsor. Very no. expensive. Very expensive. But it's yeah, very nice. It's like an actual adult shirt. <laughs> it's a little big. I wish it was a little slimmer. They actually now have polos, and I think I'm going to get one. And you customize it. Like, uh, I have to wait hold on. Product provided by the Pokemon Company. Boop. <laughs> uh, so I got it customized. This is a little Pikachu pattern. Little Pikachus being all cute. It's got an Eevee pocket. So these are little Eevees. And on the inside collar and on the inside of the, like, you know, the sleeves, it has a squirtle pattern. So that's pretty cool. I customized it that way. Uh, and I got a dress shirt. There's a, you can get a dress shirt. You can get a casual shirt. I decided to get a dress shirt for some reason. I think that's why it's big. Anyway. Uh, no, I'm not selling it. Ajatech <laughs> with five ruples. Hi, friend. A new Switch game called Him and Her came out at 50% off. Just 50 cents. It is an excellent game. Him and Her. Interesting. Because as we all know, you got to be careful with them uh, them Switch games that are less than a dollar. Yes. 50 cents. Hmm. Never looks, heard of it. This looks very weird. Uh... It doesn't even look like a platformer. I don't know, 50 cents. Uh, it's on sale. Oh, it was a dollar. So you know what? It's not uh, not on sale for that much. So they're not trying to game the system. Yeah. Uh, our good buddy, Vanillox. Hey. Uh, with five bucks. Great to see you guys. Do you think we'll ever get a Bloodborne port to PC? Keep up the good work. Yes. Yeah, if Sony really is bringing a lot of their games to PC, I feel like, especially with the the PS5 port that we're getting, no, Demon Souls we're getting yes. the PS5 port up. Um, but yeah, I think you know, give it time. Let Sony see how their other games do on PC before they do something crazy like Bloodborne. Yeah, I think um, 
I, yeah, uh, Sony's seems to have no qualms about putting a lot of their stuff on the uh, on the PC, or at least eventually. Mm-hmm. They usually wait like at least a year. I think Bloodborne is inevitable coming to PC. Um. Anyway, that's that. What, what else do we got to talk about? Oh, Mixer. Oh, boy. Will, tell me everything you know without looking it up. <laughs> about Mixer itself? Uh, about what's happening, and if you don't know what's happening, then just do your best. <laughs> well, okay. So I, I know Mixer is, of course, Microsoft's um, proprietary streaming platform. It's basically their um, competitor, competitor to Twitch. Mm-hmm. Um, it ran for like a few years. It was, you know, like a cult classic, I guess you could say. Not many people used it, but you know, it had like a you know a dedicated following um, that a lot of people seemed to like it. Uh, Microsoft started signing a lot of big name Twitch streamers, most specifically Ninja, to stream exclusively on Mixer. Um, and then uh, all of a sudden, this year, Microsoft's like, you know what? No more Mixer. <laughs> Just, just no more. We're going to integrate with Facebook gaming now. So deal with that. <laughs> yes. That's basically what happened. So yeah. I don't know where I should start with this. Start at the beginning. You want to start at the very beginning? We'll go in chronological order. Here's what happens. <laughs> Apparently Mixer is super racist. Let's get into that. Okay. Uh, M- Milan or, K. Le- oh. As you wrote in the, uh, the show notes, racist. <laughs> There's a C in there. <laughs> Yeah, Mixer is racist. All right. So, uh, Millie or Mil- Milan K. Lee, mm-hmm. said, uh, he wrote a little twit longer. Uh, he worked at Mixer for a short period of time. Uh, let's see if I can... Uh, let's see if I can just pull the good things out. Oh, not the good things. They're not good things. No. Uh, basically, he had a very bad experience working at Mixer. Um Number one, I was told one of the only bl- I was one of the only black people at Mixer during my tenure. While at a conference, I was pulled aside and told that the only reason I was hired was because I am street smart, <laughs> which is Off another word. Start. Which is another word for you are. We got you because you are black. Yeah. Uh, the first thing that popped into my head at the time was affirmation, affirmative action. I believed I was only hired to meet a diversity goal. Blah blah blah. Uh, time goes by and we were in an internal meeting discussing projects we wanted to execute. My manager decided to give us an analogy. That analogy was, quote, I'm between a rock and a hard place. What I mean is all the partners are my slaves. I own their content. I control their success on our platform. For me, I am the slave master. I own partners. So that is a manager at Mixer talking about their their streamers, the people yeah. who are partnered to stream on their platform, like Ninja, like Shroud, and all of the smaller people. Imagine if a YouTube manager or a Twitch manager, well, not Twitch. Twitch gets away with way too much. But a, if imagine if a freaking YouTube manager said that, mm-hmm. there would be a lot of hell to pay. <laughs> so not only is that just completely racist... <laughs> And then he says he had a talk with that person and the person like kind of doubled down on it and t- had their reasons for saying it. But not only is that super racist, think about what that means for the people who are on the platform. Yeah. Now you just you just got told that you're a slave and this person controls your content. 
if if one of our managers ever said that to us, we're gone. We're out of we're out yeah. of that management circle, or I'm off your platform. That's messed up. We control our content. Yeah. None of these other people control the content. So not only is that racist, but it's just super like I don't want any part of this platform if they're going to treat their friggin' yeah. uh, streamers like that. Anyway, I got a hair in my mouth. He posts this on June 21st is when he posts this twit longer. Yeah. Um. When did Mixer decide to call it quits? Oh, on June 22nd. <laughs> How convenient. A day later. Mixer wrote on that guy's tweet. Uh, uh, Mixer and Phil Spencer, the head of Xbox. So Mixer said, our goal is to build a positive, welcoming, and inclusive team and community. They wrote this on June 22nd. <laughs> yeah. To those sharing your stories, it's unacceptable that we did not provide that for you. We'll be vigilant in addressing this more diligently in the future. Thank you, Milan, and to the entire community. Uh, Phil Spencer also said on June 21st, thank you for coming forward and sharing your experience. If willing, can we connect so I can learn and understand more? Racism will not be tolerated on our team or on our services. And uh, I should note that they actually had a in-person meeting i think in person they had a face-to-face meeting i don't know yeah. if it was through zoom or in person i think teams. it was in it's, it's microsoft so it'd be teams oh i'm sorry i'm so sorry well we don't know i mean i've had some uh, can i say this i've had some meetings with a certain platform holder that has their own uh video software and they did not use it really i'll say that okay um anyway uh Anyway, the day they said they did all that, and then all of a sudden they're like, "Guess what? We're not a platform anymore. Everybody out." Uh, according to Business Insider, which not, might not be the best place for this type of information, but we're doing it anyway. Microsoft go. is shutting down its Twitch competitor and partnering with Facebook going forward, even after spending millions on deals with top streamers like Ninja and Shroud. Uh, Microsoft is sunsetting its video game streaming service, Mixer, and transitioning to a partnership with Facebook. Uh, as of July 22nd, Mixer sites and apps will redirect users to Facebook gaming. The company said in a blog post on June 22nd, like Amazon's Twitch, Facebook gaming is a video game streaming portal and app. Rather than a dedicated website, uh, however, Facebook gaming is built directly into the social media service. I still don't know how to get to Facebook gaming from Facebook.com. You know, now that you mention it, neither do I. I'm going to go real quick. Facebook.com. It's not on the side. There's a watch. What happens when you (laughs) click watch? I think that's like their Facebook video. Yep. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Your watch list, Smosh, Watch Mojo, IGN, Call of Duty. Let's click Call of Duty. Okay. Nope. It looks okay. Yeah. No, we're not. It's Facebook.com/slash/gaming. Is no, the I URL. know. I know. But from the homepage, from the homepage, it's it's forget about it. Okay, I see it. It's it looks. You got the home. You got watch marketplace groups and then the very last one in the top row so i don't have that at all really yeah it might have been just because you just went to gaming so let's see i'm in gaming now i will i'm just gonna click on a random thing yeah 
browse games. So now, now I'm active on Facebook gaming. Okay. Now I'm going to Facebook. It is still not there. Weird. It looks like Tetris blocks is connected. Yeah, it's not. It's not part of the list for me. Anyway, um, where's that article I was reading? Despite Mixer being built into the Xbox One user interface and uh, Microsoft spending tens of millions of dollars on exclusivity deals with major streamers, Mixer has uh, cons- consistently failed to compete with Twitch in viewer numbers. I should also note that so does Facebook. <laughs> so I'm not sure what's going on here. Yeah. Even after paying Tyler Ninja Blevins an estimated 20 to $30 million dollars and an unknown sum to Michael Shroud, not trying that last name, uh, Mixer still struggled to bring in viewership numbers anywhere near that of Twitch. Uh, going forward, Microsoft said, all those exclusivity deals are null. Facebook Gaming is welcoming all Mixer partners. A statement from Microsoft sent to Business Insider said, Ultimately, it's up to them as they think about the next step for their careers. In the same way, it's up to all Mixer partners. Uh, All right. So, for some reason, Microsoft decided Mixer's not worth it. Hey, Facebook, do you want it? And they just kind of gave it to Facebook. Yeah. It doesn't sound like Facebook bought it. I mean, I mean, they must have bought it. But it doesn't sound like they actively were like, I don't we think want this. Bought it. Because Microsoft, not that this is similar, but uh, Xbox Music, it doesn't really exist anymore. Now it's just a portal to Spotify. Mm-hmm. So it, it's kind of like that in a way. But at the same time, you know, that's just, you know, already made music for you to listen to. This is like people making content for it. So, so wait, what? You're saying Microsoft Music redirects to Spotify? Xbox Music. Xbox Music. So, like, it used to be on the 360, and in the beginning of the Xbox One, you could buy music on Xbox Music like you can on, like, iTunes or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it used to be the same thing on PlayStation. Eventually, both platforms decided they're not making any money off of this, so we'll just partner with Spotify, and you could just link your Spotify account to, you know, Xbox Music or playstation music and listen to music that way so it's it sounds like it's kind of similar to that where you know you if you want to sign up for you know streaming your game stuff instantly if you do it through xbox the the first choice really the default choice is facebook gaming there's got to be some sort of partnership deal going on though oh i'm sure yeah because they uh if you're a Mixer partner, now you are a Facebook partner. Yeah. Which is, so something had to have happened. There had to have been some sort of communication. I would have, I mean, that's worth money, you know? It's worth yeah. at least a little bit of money. <laughs> I'm sure, like, they saw that, like, this didn't just happen overnight. I'm sure they saw the numbers and, like, sometime, like, early this year, they were looking at, you know, someone else to partner with. They probably didn't want to go with Twitch because that's owned by Amazon, who's technically a competitor. So they went with Facebook, who's, you know, they're not really competing with directly in the same sense. Right. Or, or I, I, 
Or they could have gone to Twitch, and Twitch is like, who cares? We don't care. We don't want you. Mm-hmm. Also, a lot of people go to Mixer because they don't want to be on Twitch. So maybe that was just a poor choice for them yeah. if, if they were to go to Twitch. Anyway, uh, now you got... So Mixer spent a lot of money to poach Ninja and Shroud from yeah. Twitch and have them exclusively stream to Mixer. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got Slasher here on Twitter who says, Sources, Facebook offered an insane offer and almost double for the original Mixer contract of Ninja and Shroud. But loaded Ninja and Shroud said no and forced Mixer to buy them out. So I think it was a two-year exclusivity deal, but I'm not sure how long it was. It was definitely more than a year. Yeah. Uh, And it happened, what, in January? What? When they bought? When when they switched to Mixer. It was like, it it wasn't long. They haven't been on Mixer long at all. Ninja made 30 million Mm -hmm. and Shroud made around 10 million. And that's honestly like pretty reasonable. July of last year is when Ninja moved to. Oh, Mixer. so it was a year. Yeah. Okay. Well, he. So he moved. He got a lot less viewership, mm-hmm. but he still got a lot of money. Um. I think he was making like a million a month on Twitch, but he's st- on top of this buyout deal. This thirty million. He also got monthly subscriptions and stuff on mixer yeah so he was still getting that also uh and same thing with shroud so now he can go back to twitch if he wants and still keep the money yeah so he just freaking made out like a damn Mm -hmm. bandit however i think there's some bad blood between twitch and ninja yeah no i think so too they uh once he left they pretty much co-opted his uh twitch.tv slash ninja page Mm-hmm. And made it like freaking uh, just redirect to other streamers. Yeah. Uh, and then he was mad because somebody was streaming porn and it came up on twitch.tv slash ninja. Yeah. But I think Ninja might go to YouTube. Probably. YouTube, uh, YouTube bought out Courage, who's a 100 Thieves, you know, content yeah. creator. Uh, and I think they this would be a good opportunity for them to buy Ninja. Or, I mean, Ninja might just be like, okay, I'll go to YouTube. I think YouTube's the best competitor to Twitch. I don't think Probably. anybody else can can compete in those types of numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, now, now Ninja has the opportunity to go to Twitch if he wants. But I just don't yeah. think he. I don't think he will. Probably not. Uh, according to the Wikipedia page for Mixer, Mixer's intellectual property and staff will be integrated to the Microsoft Teams division and incorporated into the product. What does so, that even mean? It means that. Anybody from the Mixer division of Microsoft is now going to be put into the Microsoft Teams division and work on Microsoft Teams. What is that? Oh, that's the that's, that's the video? Uh, not just video. It's also like chatting. It's basically their... It's Google uh, Hangouts. It Google like. Meets, yeah. Okay. Their Google Meet. But it's it's more for like business enterprises. Like the my day job uses Microsoft Teams. That's a lot of people to put onto a chat app well microsoft is making a killing right like in the office division so like microsoft word excel um yeah. azure uh power bi teams outlook you know that's where microsoft's making a lot of money 
And, you know, they're really building Teams up as the one true, you know, chat client for enterprises. So Mm -hmm. it makes sense to move everybody over there. It's just, I don't know. Well, I guess because, you know, they have experience with video streaming. So put them on the video chat service. Right. It's just, it's a lot of people. Yeah. Maybe they want to make teams into like a much bigger deal. I don't know. No, they definitely do. Um, I should also note that uh, it's, it, I, there's a lot more, there's a lot of value in having an audience. Like there's a lot more value in having an audience than just having the $30 million payout for somebody like yeah. Ninja. Cause you get, you're, you're missing out on a bunch of brand deals and stuff. Um, it's better to have the eyeballs and that's why Mixer might, I mean, even though they gave him a lot of money for the overall growth of the brand, I don't know if it was that good of a move, yeah. uh, but he only had to do it for a year. He's getting his payout. And now he can do whatever he wants so he can go to where the eyeballs are like YouTube or Twitch. Yeah. I doubt he's going to go to Facebook. I think that would be really stupid. Well, actually, it just it looks like he, uh, according to rumors, he denied it. Yeah. So, which I probably the best course of action for him. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, that's that's all I got to say about that. Wish him the best, buddy. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. And if he ever wants to come on our show, uh, <laughs> I hope he goes to YouTube, Twitch. Uh, Twitch is stupid. They got a lot of bad internal problems. Yeah. Uh, that's all I got to say about that. There, apparently, there's there's a reckoning going on over there, but uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, a lot of not, a lot of pieces of garbage over there. Uh, I'm not. Go to my Twitter well, if you want to if you want to read more about that. Right. Well, I'm saying I just, I was reading something where like people are being called out finally over yeah uh i'm not in that world enough to comment um i just i'm just it's good that garbage is being thrown out yes it's good i agree anyway would you like to talk about the avengers game (laughs) yes i would much rather talk about the avengers game because i am well versed in that good i don't remember modok being in the trailer uh oh there's a second trail i didn't see this trail yeah, i guess so there it was it was weird the way they did so they did like a big gameplay stream and then they released like a, a like a seven minute gameplay footage seven minutes of gameplay footage then they did like a more comprehensive i think this was just the stream though a more comprehensive half hour um overview and then they did like two trailers one focusing on the store the single player story campaign and the other focusing on their multiplayer uh campaign and at the end of the single player campaign trailer, uh, it was real that Modoc uh, is the main villain of the game. Wow. So happy because Modoc is the best. Is he now? Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> just look at him. That's all, that's all you got to do. Uh, Crystal Dynamics offered a new look at Marvel's Avengers, uh, the upcoming single player and cooperative action adventure game on Wednesday during its War Table live stream. Here's what we learned. MODOK is the big bad. Uh, We've seen a few Marvel villains like... We've seen a few Marvel villains like the Abomination and Taskmaster in gameplay snippets from Marvel's Avengers. Players will also battle hundreds of mechanized soldiers and robots built by AIM, Advanced Idea Mechanics, 
which deploys its creations under the guise of security after the Avengers disband. At the head of AIM is George Tarleton, better known as MODOK, a.k.a. the mechanized organi organism designed only for killing. He Wait. was originally called MODOK, mechanized organism designed only for computing. And then something went wrong. Oh, and they switched it to a K. Yeah. Wow, that's dumb. Uh, so <laughs> is George great. Tarleton like his human alter ego? Yeah. I didn't know he had a human alter ego. He, he did at one point. <laughs> is this his origin story? Uh, I, it looks like for this particular universe, it might be. I thought he was an alien or something. No. He, he's a mechanized organism designed only for killing. Is he from Earth? Yeah. Oh, I had no idea. Ms. Marvel has an encounter with Tarleton in a new story trailer. You can watch it above, released during the War Table live stream, which apparently kicks off uh, Kamala Khan's journey to reunite the uh, fractured Avengers. Uh, more story insight from Thor's hero mission, Once an Avenger. Uh, in, in what appears to be an early mission, they played this seven-minute video, which is what I saw. Uh, Thor returns dressed as his alter ego, Donald Blake. It just looks like Thor in a t-shirt. <laughs> yep. To help the Avengers take on aim threat and prevent the crash of the helicarrier known as the Chimera, Thor teams up with Hulk, Iron Man, Miss Marvel, Black Widow as uh, MODOK taunts them. MODOK accuses Thor of being responsible for Captain America's death in the game. Oh, that's right. Captain America's dead. Hero missions in Crystal Dynamics name uh, for story-based single-player missions. Hero missions is Crystal Dynamics name for story. Okay. And will move the story-based campaign forward. This particular hero mission showcases Thor's melee and ranged abilities as well as his ultimate in which he summons the Bifrost to break through enemy shields. Uh, there's also co-op war zones. I did not see this. Uh, yeah, this is the other trailer they showed. Um, so war zones are repeatable cooperative missions that take place in a wide open spaces and dense interiors where players will take their customizable Avengers out for a spin. Each hero in the Avengers has dozens of unlockable cosmetic outfits, some of which can be earned by completing missions and objectives and some of which, uh, sorry, I just, I literally just lost my spot. Some <laughs> of which will only be available through an in-game marketplace. Those outfits draw inspiration from classic comic book and co classic comic books and the Marvel Cinematic Universe designs. Unlockable powers and gear also draw from various Marvel universes. Um, Black Widow has her widow's bite, while Thor can charge up his teammates with his lightning-based powers. So this is a completely separate mode from the single-player campaign. You don't go through the main story of the game in co-op. These are separate missions that you do with your buddy on off hours, basically. So I heard that um, people were comparing this to Destiny. Yeah. They were saying this is like a Avengers Destiny. And that's interesting. That's an interesting, weird uh, thing to add to the game. I was not expecting a co-op like you know uh, uh event based like yeah. aspect to the game also bearded hulk what's up with that <laughs> that's a thing uh very strange this whole game looks very strange 
it is weird because it looks like a, a a big ass hodgepodge of a lot of things. It doesn't look like a cheap game. It, they they're throwing money at this thing. It, it, there's a lot in like every every like piece of footage they release just has more and more stuff to it. Um, but it's like you know from what I what I played at Sandy at not San Diego. God, I wish. What I played at New York Comic Con last year played like a, a linear Souls type game where you have to like carefully dodge out of the way and you have to like, you know, attack enemies through melee combat with some flying things here and there if you're Thor or Iron Man. Um, and that's what like the main game looks like. This showed it showed it to be a little bit more open because that New York Comic Con was much more linear, but this looks like it was more open and you can like go around the whole map if you needed to. And then the multiplayer stuff is completely separate and entirely customizable. Um, and it, the story looks like dense and, you know, labyrinthian, I guess you could say, with like a lot of twists and turns. Because like there's a new character every tr- release trailer. I'm interested in the story. The story looks really cool. Yeah. Uh, to me, it, it looks like a movie game. Like it's like it's like not not to say that it, it's characters from the movie, but yeah. it looks like a movie game in the sense that it doesn't look like a good game. <laughs> like it looks like it's it, it, there's some things that are like off. Like the voice acting is like misplaced. It's like so there's just a lot of weird and like like it it, it just looks like like uninspired like like the enemies just are just enemies the the audio design is just the the, everything's at an 11 the whole time so nothing feels impactful yeah during the whole trailer it's weird i'll be honest it look to me it does look better every time they release something new oh that's good so like the the ea reveal the, the e3 reveal just looked terrible just, just straight up terrible. Yeah, that was that was not good. The behind closed doors gameplay footage I saw didn't look any better. New York Comic Con, they let you play the behind closed doors uh, footage, and it played a lot better than it looked. And even though it looked a lot better than it did at E3, and then this stuff looks even better than that. Like it looks more polished and it looks more, um, you know, more like an actual video game but it's still stuck in this weird state of, you know, clearly we're referencing the movies because that's what most people uh, know, but they can't really look like the actors or the character designs from the movies. So it's like a cheap knockoff version yeah. of that. And it sucks that it's like stuck in that like limbo state because you look at, you know, the Arkham games or, um, insomniac spider-man games like those found ways to just make their own versions of batman and spider-man and it it just it it, they look fine that that's what i think of i think of insomniac spider-man and like how this is just not it doesn't feel like it's that at all it feels like that's what they should be going for and it's instead they're going it it looks like they're going for like just a movie game tie-in and yeah it, it doesn't it feels feels like something's off yeah and you know i i hope i'm wrong because i mean this is a game that should have come out in 2012 when the first avengers movie came mm-hmm. out but i guess I'm, it's glad that we waited all this time and crystal dynamics is a really good developer their tomb raider games are amazing <coughs> but yeah i don't know yeah so like i i think of 
you know, Spider-Man and how that's like a big, you know, grandiose, you know, experience. But also the Arkham games, the Batman <laughs> Arkham games. Yeah. Those are much smaller. Like, uh, I mean, they're still big games, but I mean, yeah. it's not like there's like a universal impending doom in those games. It's still yeah. it's just, it's just Gotham and Arkham, you know? And I don't necessarily think that Avengers should be like a big open world game. I think having more level by level structure for the Avengers works better. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say you can't make those levels big and expansive and exploratory. You can, but you know, just the way that Arkham and Spider-Man approach the source material and reinterpreted them through their lens to still be faithful, but still be their own unique thing. You know, I think that's what, you know, comic book video games going forward should really strive for instead of this weird, you know, half measure where it's our own thing, but, you know, hey, remember the movies? It's that too, kind of, sort of. Yeah. Yeah, it's it seems like they're not paving their own. I mean, yeah. th- that's the that's the weirdest thing is that the story is very unique mm-hmm. compared to you know the movies and any other games that they have. I, but I, there's there's they didn't really take the opportunity to make a unique style. Yeah, I I also think it doesn't help that you know the Avengers is you know pretty much anybody in the Marvel universe, but for the game they're just using you know the main like five members from the movies plus Kamala Khan right who you know I know Marvel wants to start like introducing her more into the mainstream but you know use other characters you know use Ant-Man use uh you know Kate Bishop you know use Spider-Man if you can that I think that there's gonna be a Spider-Man tie-in like you know like a like an after credits or like a like a late game thing which would be awesome to have that type of uh, expanded universe in video games, but yeah, it's a little different. Like I under like Marvel, the Marvel movies are like a one in a million thing. It's like yeah. amazing that that worked. Having all these different directors make movies and then have them feel like a cohesive experience. Yeah, having all these different game developers make games and having that feel like a cohesive experience—that's not. That's going to be way harder. Yeah. Yeah, because you have Sony making Spider-Man games. You have Square Enix making an Avengers game. Um, And then don't forget, you had Nintendo Mm -hmm. last year technically make their own Avengers game with Ultimate Alliance. So you have all these different, like, versions clashing with each other. And we have Kyle Luang with $2 who says, Will sell more than Ultimate Alliance? Uh, I'm going to say if it... Reviews well, no, mostly because uh, it's on multiple platforms. Ultimate he, Alliance. He's asking if all... if it will sell more than Ultimate Alliance. Yes, he's asking us if it will. Yeah, sell and more. you said no. I'm gonna say if it reviews well, no, because Ultimate Alliance was only on the Switch, and this game will be on multiple platforms. So you don't think Avengers will sell more? Oh. I do think it will sell more. Okay. <laughs> I think that okay. this game, this Avengers game, will sell more than Ultimate Alliance 3 because mm-hmm. that game was only on the Switch and this game is Correct. on at least yeah. two platforms. I, I am with you there. I am also I also think that it's possible even if the game doesn't review well, mm-hmm. it will sell more than Ultimate Alliance because it's on multiple platforms and because 
you know, just the, the name brand alone, Marvel's Avengers, like that still has a lot of clout, you know, in this day and age because like Avengers is the biggest movie franchise in the world right now. Right. If you see a video game version of that, you're going to be curious about it. Yeah, I know a guy who used to only play movie games because he's like, I just want to be Iron Man. So he would play the Iron Man game and be like, this is OK. <laughs> yeah, it's no way to live. Um. Anyway, that's all I got to say about Avengers. I uh, I'll give yeah, it a shot. I hope there's a demo. <laughs> I'm scared uh, for it. I don't think it looks like it's gonna be that great. I saw something like there's a a beta coming to PS4. That would be cool. Yeah. And uh oh uh, it will be playable on PS5 and Series X, and those who purchase it on PS4 or Xbox One will. Uh, we'll be able to get the next gen version for free. Oh, that'll be me, which is nice. Uh, hey, guess what? Will? Yeah, Bob. Min Min. Yay! Is in Smash Brothers, or it's coming in like a week. Yeah. As as the Verge says, something to doodle on. <laughs> so the last character. Is it the last character of the Fighter Pass? No, this is the first character of the new Fighter Pass. Oh, I don't have it. I don't have the new Fighter Pass. I don't is think. Is there even an... Did they do an official, like, Fighter Pass 2? Or can you just buy Min Min um, and the rest of the fighters, like, a la carte? Let's see. Smash Bros. Fighter Pass. Uh, the first one in the next Fighter Pass. You gotta yeah. buy the Fighter Pass. Okay. You don't get to... You don't get to just buy Min Min. Okay. June 29th. Look forward to Min Min. What day is that? Uh, that is next Monday. Why is it a Monday? Um, two of Nintendo's fighting game series are crossing over. Today, the company announced the latest fighter to join the gigantic cast of Super Smash Bros. Ultimate on the Switch, Min Min from ARMS. So here's the deal. We knew that we were getting an ARMS character. Yes. We did not know it was Min Min. Although... It was a very easy guess that it would be Min Min. <laughs> it was either Spring Man or Min Min. Um, I thought it was possible it could be that character who like everyone thinks looks like Beyonce. With the butt? Yes. Yeah, no. Yeah. Uh too sexy, man. They try to they try to pull the sex back on Smash Brothers. Really? Because Falcon's yeah. in there just like <laughs> sexing up the joint. Uh, director Masahiro Sakurai made the announcement in a video filmed in his home, his very beautiful home, as the entirety of the Smash team is currently working remotely. Sakurai said that Min Min was chosen because ARMS director Kasuke Yabuki said, I want Min Min. That is the <laughs> quote. <laughs> he also noted that the character was particularly difficult to in integrate into the world of Ultimate but he believes we were able to create a fighter with an extraordinary fighting style. Uh, so he said previously when they announced that it was going to be an arms character that it was it's going to be very difficult to integrate an arms character because the arms are very long. Yeah. The whole point of arms is to have springy arms. Yep. To do, uh, what's his name? The guy from Street Fighter. Uh, Dalsim. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this Why is... hasn't there been a Street Fighter DLC for arms where you play as Dalsim? Because that'd be too smart, Will. Ugh. I should work in video games. This is the first new fighter to join Ultimate since Byleth, star of Fire Emblem Three Houses. Everybody loved when that was announced. Oh, yeah. uh, was released at the beginning of the year. 
Other relatively recent additions include Fatal Fury's Terry Bogart and the hero from Dragon Quest uh, 11. 11. Also, got to give a shout out to the rest of them. Banjo-Kazooie, how are you going to leave that out? Yeah, probably and the Joker. You idiots. Yeah. Um, along with the character, the latest DLC also adds a new fighting stadium from ARMS, of course, as well as 18 tracks from the game's incredible soundtrack. Wow, that's too much. Additionally, Sakurai revealed two new Amiibo figures that are in the works. Joker from Persona 5 and Dragon Quest XI's Hero. Uh, both will be available later this year. Yo, and ARMS... Amiibo with springy arms would be amazing. Yeah. Arms, meanwhile, was one of the most interesting games during the Switch's first year. It's a one-on-one fighter that makes... Yeah, we know. We know what arms is. I was not too fond of arms. I, I demoed it at, like, the Switch event, and I was like, it's okay. I don't I don't need this in my life. <laughs> Everybody uh, is a big, follow, big cult following. Yeah. People really like arms. It wasn't... I wasn't too into it. Grumpy ass Bob, not not into arms, but I love Smash Brothers, and I think this character looks really cool, and I'm definitely yeah. gonna give her a try. I she, like Byleth. She fits in well. I like Byleth. Byleth is fun to play. Uh, I saw some of like the the you know like the 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 fighter breakdown and like all of her moves and stuff. Yeah, but I can never really get an idea of how the character's gonna play until I actually play it. Because even yeah. Byleth, I, w- I was like, I saw all the stuff and I was like, I don't understand how this is going to like play out. In the- and it played yeah. out totally different in, in in execution than it did in theory. Um, Now, her range is insane. So that's already going to be interesting. Yeah. Um, and apparently she has uh, aerial smash attacks, which is going to be that's very strange. Uh, but I pretty much only play captain falcon so i don't see myself picking up another character but yeah. i like playing Byleth; it's fun so every once in a while i might switch to Byleth. uh i'll give them a try she looks cool but again we'll wait till monday to actually see uh if she's really really cool yeah all of the dlc characters have been great they all play really cool they all have cool things uh yeah except hero screw hero <laughs> <laughs> too he's too random but a lot of people like hero i'm just saying that because i'm an asshole so next monday look out for that i gotta buy the fighter pass uh we got some super chats we got Hytham g with ten dollars min min is one thing are we going to expect spirits becoming fighters in second pass or characters that become plain fighters like the ones in first pass and my safe bets are monster hunter and travis touchdown so what he means is previously people uh when people were speculating what uh dlc we were going to get in smash brothers Mm -hmm. they automatically discounted uh uh characters who were already spirits in the game or or, yeah. or assist trophies they they said they're already in the game like knuckles knuckles is in the game yeah. he can't he's already an assist trophy he can't be a character yeah uh i think min min was a spirit i think spring man is the assist trophy i don't think min min was an assist trophy uh i think that yeah that doesn't mean anything i think that them being assist trophies doesn't mean anything anymore yeah 
I think we can forget um, about that. Travis it, it, touchdown. I don't. I don't want. I that. don't know. I don't need that. Monster um, Hunter. Yes, I think Monster Hunter is a very safe bet. I think that's going to eventually happen. In yeah, I feel like you know they just have to pick a Monster Hunter character that isn't already a spirit or an assist trophy. No, but I think that it doesn't matter if they're a spirit or an assist trophy. I think it's just, you might just freaking get them. Well, I feel like Monster Hunter is a big enough franchise where they can like. There's there's definitely like a character that isn't a spirit a, a spirit or an assist trophy that they can use. Well, it's it. But, so in Monster Hunter, it, they're kind of like creator characters. Yeah. So, you know, you just they just pick but a random. you know at the same time you know they can still create like a default monster hunter. Yes, you play as we're like it's like hero. You know the yes. character's name is just hero. He's a blank slate. So yes. just just pick a hero from like Monster Hunter Try, and and have that be the the Monster Hunter representative. That's what I think. Yeah, they will do. I think it would be really easy to do Monster Hunter. Yeah. Uh, John Enquist with $5. You guys are killing me. Fighter Pass 2 has existed for months now. MOBAs are still relevant. We'll make a video about Apocalypse, War, or Young Justice. <laughs> I made a video about Young Justice Outsiders back when it first debuted. It was great. I'm currently re-watching it or watching it for the first time, whoever you want to call it. Um, and it's still great. It's even better than I thought. Um, so yeah, there you go. There's my video on... Uh, Young Justice and Apocalypse War. I don't like doing videos on the directive DVD DC movies unless like it's a big ass one. And to me, Apocalypse War is not big enough or like mainstream enough to talk about. I've heard it's dark AF though. Mm -hmm. So I'll probably check it out. Two things. One, we always get there eventually. Calm down, everybody. Yeah. And two, uh, yeah, Arms is a fire. We get we got there. Arms is Fighter Pass Two, yeah. but it's the first character in Fighter Pass Two. So saying yeah. it existed for months. I mean, come on, man, give us a break. Um. Anyway, Mega Dragon One on One with five dollars, bros. Did you see my super chat about what's the difference between an MMO and a MOBA? Also, did you two use to have physical fights as kids? No, not really. Uh, yeah, no. We would, we would wrestle, but every kid did that. He broke my arm once. I did through wrestling. He sat on it with his big fat ass. Uh, I I jumped off the top rope <laughs> in my and, bedroom. And then our parents didn't believe me that my arm was broken, and we didn't go to the, the hospital for two days. And then yep. when we got there, the doctor was like, thought something was up. <laughs> and then he and then the doctor goes to me and goes, "Who did this to you?" And I go. He did it. And I pointed right at Will. And then the doctor went to my parents and said, well, you guys are off the hook. Yep. Um, there is no super chat here for, for Mecha Dragon. Yeah. Um, but what is the difference between an MMO and a MOBA? MMO, massively multiplayer online game. MMO is normally, uh, there's a lot of different people in the same, uh, what would you call it, instance of the game? Yeah. That's why it's a massively multiplayer online game. You might see like a lot of little name tags above all of the characters. You're in a yeah. world with like a lot of other people in it. Uh, MOBA is specifically uh, short games, like 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 team versus team. Yeah. You're uh, playing a game. In a MOBA, there might be like a hub world where you hang out and buy stuff and talk to each other and missions that you do. Yeah, MMOs are usually in like a big open world too. Yeah, um, you know, think of like the popular MMO RPGs like World of Warcraft and um, the Old Republic and things like that. 
those are in big open worlds whereas MOBAs are just like one map like one relatively small map uh John Enquist with two dollars Apocalypse War is Avengers Endgame for those DVDs I'll believe it when I see it <laughs> I think I watched a lot of clips of Apocalypse War I, I've seen like things here and there and it does look very bleak um but I will I will check it out somebody in the it, chat it has piqued my interest Somebody in the chat asked what mic I'm using. I'm using the same mic I always use. Yep, that's sure all the all the hot podcasters use. They say there's a low pitch noise every few minutes. I'm sorry, I have no idea what. I don't have my air conditioner on or anything. I don't know what yeah. that could possibly be. I got some audio. I I have sp- headphone issues right now, <laughs> but that shouldn't affect you. Um, maybe I have a ground issue. I don't know. Anyway, uh, there's one more story. Yes. It's a you story. You put this here. Yes, I did real quick because, um, you know, finally, uh, before you go risk yourself to go see Tenant in theaters, uh, Christopher Nolan would like you to watch Inception in Fortnite. Why? Uh, Or The Prestige or Batman Begins, depending on where you are. That's the thing about the most popular video game in the world. Unlike most movie theater chains right now, it's open everywhere across the planet. After already previously releasing a new trailer for his upcoming time travel, but not apparently time travel mystery action movie in Epic's Battle Royale, um, Christopher Nolan, famous for being that guy when it comes to discussing how important the theater experience is to the consumption of his movies, is continuing his collaboration with Fortnite. Um, you can see you see what they did there. Oh, because it's movie night and they spell it N-I-T-E. Ugh. Uh, the movie event will begin at 8 p.m. Eastern this Friday, June 26th, with U.S. gamers flying into Fortnite's Party Royale Island and heading over to its big screen to check out a live broadcast of Inception with a rebroadcast taking place at 11.55 p.m. for those who missed it, presumably because they were busy playing Fortnite's new season where you can play as Jason Momoa um, as Aquaman. So this must be Christopher Nolan being upset that people can't go to movie theaters and then epic being like hey we have an idea and then he's like oh you could do it in a video game that's cool but it's for his older movies yeah. so it sounds more like a partnership with warner warner brothers than with christopher nolan himself yeah but he had to add something to do with it i'm sure yeah he's got a lot of control over his movies i'm looking forward to seeing tenant i i like all of christopher nolan's movies i think he's a brilliant filmmaker I am not that ride or die for him enough where I will risk going to a movie theater at this point to see it, even though he is like, he wanted them to reopen last month to see this stupid thing. Um, yeah, they got to just freaking put it out on I know digital services. There's no reason to make people go to a theater. And I get like, you know, he's very into the old school theater experience. And there is some something to be said about seeing a movie on the big screen. I'm sure Tenet would look great on the big screen. But, you know, sitting in my underwear watching Bloodshot and Birds of Prey was fantastic. And I would do that again in a heartbeat with any movie. So I would have no problem doing that with Tenet. I just think it's funny that the guy who like really wants you to go to movie theaters, even if you get a virus from it, a lot of his great works of art are being played in friggin' Fortnite. (laughs) (laughs) Like, so I get it. Like theaters are the first time you're going to see the movie. 
Yeah. So that's a good first. It's good to have like a nice first impression. But making a film for theaters feels weird because most people are going to see it when it's in your house. Yeah. Because eventually, because it's only in theaters for a short time. Yeah. Most of my favorite movies I've seen at home, mm-hmm. like. You know, Star Wars I first saw at home. Back to the Future I first saw at home. Uh, Indiana Jones I've never seen in theaters. I've only ever seen it on television. And and Christopher Nolan's so picky about how you see his movies that he wants everybody to risk their lives to go see Tenet. Meanwhile, yeah. uh, he's not picky about having you sit in a virtual theater and watch it in Fortnite. Yeah. That's very strange. It's it's just so again, I think this is more of a Warner Brothers thing than a Christopher Nolan thing. I'm sure he just, you know, signed on the dotted line saying like, yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah. Use it it's a marketing tool to get people out to go see Tenet in theaters, probably what he's thinking. Right. But you know, and look, you know, apparently Inception is for the US and I don't know who's getting Batman Begins and the Prestige, and all three of them are fantastic movies. But I don't think Fortnite is the optimal way to view them <laughs> when there's like a thousand other ways to do so. Anyway. Uh, sorry, is this the first time we get to play Fortnite? No, I could just go downstairs and pop in my Blu-ray of Batman Begins or Inception or uh, The Prestige. Fortnite's free, so that's pretty cool that you know. can watch yeah. Inception for free. But I could watch Inception for free in my basement by popping the Blu-ray. That's You bought the Blu-ray. Yeah. That's not free. Actually, no, it was a gift. Uh, I got that for Christmas one year. Excuse me. There you go. Anyway, I have an unboxing. Oh. But sexy. it's it's going to be very quick. It's already unboxed. Here it is. Okay. Wow. Will, can you guess what this is here? I can't even see what that is. I'm going to attempt to uh, show the camera what this is. Okay. Uh, oh, it might. It kind of says what it is. Yeah, I'll show you the port. And you can see okay. if you can... See if you can tell me what the port is. Oh, meet, meet, meet. It's blurry. I'm working on it. Hold on. All there right. Oh no! Don't look at that. Uh, Wi-Fi something. That'll that gives it away. Look is the... that for? Yeah. Is that for like a a a Wii remote? Close. Uh. I'll give you. I'll give you the front here. Wi-Fi printer. Oh, it's a Game Boy Camera Wi-Fi printer. Game Boy Camera Wi-Fi printer. So it's a little tiny, little tiny little device, little tiny dongle looking thing. Uh, so it plugs in where a Game Boy printer would plug in, and it you it acts like a Game Boy printer. Interesting. So you plug it into, you know, this little thing. Yeah, the link cable port. The link cable port, and it'll come up on the screen as if it's a printer. Uh-huh. And you go and you select that you want to print the picture, and instead it will just wirelessly send it to a computer. Oh wow! The problem with that is that you have to print every single picture. <laughs> so that is one way to get pictures, like the actual file, off of the yeah the uh, Game Boy camera. Interesting. My old method was taking a screenshot in the native resolution. Yeah. Uh, using a Game Boy Advanced player for the GameCube and a homebrewed software that lets you take a screenshot. And that worked pretty good. Mm-hmm. But uh, this will get the actual file off of it. 
So uh, there's also another thing that I have, well, that I have coming to me that will let you rip the save file off of the Game Boy camera. That's I'm, interesting. I'm more excited for that because then you can get all of the pictures at once instead of just uh, doing one picture at a time. Is it just for the Game Boy camera or can you use it for other Game Boy games? The one that rips the save yeah. is for other games. It's for any game. But it has a special like uh, software specifically for Game Boy camera. I'm interested if that Game Boy printer thing will work with like other games that utilize the Game Boy printer. Yes. Because some games, so it would work for like Perfect Dark or Oracle Yeah, because all it's doing is sending the whatever file is going to the printer. Okay. It's just sending it to a computer. So if you get, you know, your, what do you call it? The, the freaking gym, the, the license or whatever when you beat uh, Pokemon. Yeah. When it says the other Pokemon champion, you can send that to a computer. Right. Uh, I'm trying to think, do I want to do that? I wish we had our Pokemon from back in the day. Our original Pokemon uh, cartridges. I don't know what happened yeah. with those. Anyway, uh, tweet of the week. Tweet of the week. Tweet of the week. Tweet of the week. Uh, here it is. Boop. This is from Matt or Film Flume Vivo, and it says, "Why can't I be enough?" And it's a text message to him and a girl, and it says, "Matt, I'm leaving you for Jason." And then he says, "What the f? Why?" I don't know. He's just cooler and his and has his stuff together. And he goes, babe, I can literally walk on walls. And then she says, honestly, I never cared. And then it's him walking on a wall and crying. That's really funny. I don't know why I like this so much. Uh, anyway. I had, I had a tweet of the week that I forgot to put in the chat, in the keep. But have you seen that thing going around on Twitter where they're talking about there's a scene in The Last of Us 2 where he takes his shirt off? Yes. Or character take their shirt off and it's like really detail animated because that is one of the hardest things to do is to animate clothing like that. And the the first tweet says there's a, you know, there's a scene in the last of us part two where a character just takes their shirt off over their head without clipping. It's probably the most technically impressive thing I've ever seen in the game. And then somebody retweeted and said in Sonic the Hedgehog one on the Sega Genesis, when you go through the S shaped tunnel in green Hill zone, it makes Sonic go so effing fast that the console can barely keep up with him <laughs> before he launches out and propels into the air. There was another Which one that was true. There was another one that was like that. Yeah. I think it was just like, bro, it's a shirt. I think that's what it's, <laughs> I think that's what the quote tweet said. I remember watching a video on like Uncharted 3 where like there's a scene where uh, Nathan Drake takes off his jacket. And it's like a like an hour long video on how impressive it is that he takes off his jacket. Well, we all we often talk about when Nathan Drake touches the wall when you get too close. Yeah, like those little things mean so much. Yeah, and I know I know clothing is very hard to animate like that, like fluidly. Think about how hard it is to draw. Yeah. Now think about doing that in a three D model and then yeah. animating it. You know, that's yeah. like amazing. But uh, I also saw something apparently like. Uh, there's a there's a part where Ellie is playing with rope and it animates and interacts with the world realistically. Oh, there's uh, it's pretty early in the game. You have yeah. a, an extension cord and you have to move it. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it's like freaking real life. It, it the yeah. physics are incredible. But the game has 
gaze in it, so zero out of ten. Yeah, zero out of ten. Uh, now we talk to you people. Yes, as always, you can reach us on Twitter using the hashtag WolfDenLive. If you left a comment on last week's WolfDenLive, this is the part of the show where we will finally answer you. And of course, ladies and gentlemen watching us at home, please start leaving your questions and comments as we will get to them when we are done with everybody else. Uh, hashtag WolfDenLive on Twitter. Uh, try the spaghetti, says... <laughs> Do you think that Metroid Prime 4 will actually be good? I hope that it is the best and last game in the Metroid series and that they end on a high note rather than dragging the series along. Then they can focus on new creative IPs. Thoughts? I think Uh, he means the last game in the Prime series. It sounded like the last Metroid game, period. (laughs) Uh, That's what it Uh, sounded like, but I think he means Prime. Well, let's, let's answer this question by question. Do I think it'll be actually good? Yes, because Nintendo is not the type of company. If like if they're gonna stop developing a game to restart it from the beginning, they they know it's because something wasn't working, and they're gonna try again to make it actually work until it's good. So I think that the game is in good hands and will come out being fun. I'll be super shocked if it's not good. Yeah. Um, in terms of it being like the last in the series, so that they can create like focus on creating new IP. I mean, Metroid is the is the type of game that will go dormant for years so that they can focus on like new games and other things and then only bring it back when they have like a good game to to present. Because there's like seven years between Super Metroid and Metroid Prime. There was no Metroid game on the Super the, the Nintendo 64. I think it would be interesting if they just I, I think a definitive end would be really cool. To the yeah. Prime series specifically, I get that. Like we're like, so that there's no wait anymore. Like we know that it's over. Yeah, I think that'd be nice. Um, and then they could work on making a new Metroid games. Q seven three power using the hashtag said going between the light and OG is easy and fast for me. Even if I'm just going to a different room, I'll switch. I just wish the cloud saves auto download. At least they automatically upload, which is more important. Uh, yes, it requires you to be more active. Uh, my problem yeah. is I switch to my light or I used to switch to my switch light if I was going to leave the house. And a lot of times I'm in a hurry and then I'll have the switch light with me. And maybe I'll decide I want to play a different game. That's not the game I'm currently playing that I know that I, like I'll make sure that I have a save file for a game. And then maybe I'll be like, oh, let's try Mega Man X. Wait, which save file is this? <laughs> am I going to be corrupting my old save file? Am I going to save over my old save file? I don't know. So uh, that's a, that's what turns it off for me. Uh, John and Game Journey says, Hello, Wolf Bros, a.k.a. Cute Boys. I think AJ has a point on all, on the all-digital PS5 being significantly cheaper. It locks those consumers in those customers into using the PlayStation store for all of their game purchases. PS love the channel. Uh, um, yeah, it does. But at the same time, I feel like they wouldn't want to cannibalize the, you know, the sales of the version with the disc drive in it though. So looking at the, uh, Xbox sad, the one without yeah. the disc drive, that's cheaper because you save money on not having the, the hard drive. It is cheaper, but it's only fifty dollars cheaper, right? But so I, I but don't th- that. So th- I think that it could be 
cheaper because it doesn't have the CD drive. Right. Not like an insane amount cheaper. Yeah. Just like I a little bit cheaper. I don't think it's, you know, at most it will be $100 cheaper. However. I don't see that happening. Yeah. I see it having a bigger hard drive and being the same price. Right. I see that as also, as also an option. But at the same time, they've never said that. All they've ever said was that it's going to ship with a one terabyte hard drive. Right. Well, SSD or whatever you want to call right. it. But. You know, they've never said that the all digital version is going to have a bigger hard drive to compensate. Right. They also never said we were going to have an all digital version. That's true, too. Um, But if they do make the all digital version have bigger, more storage, then that would necessitate them having to sell it for the same price. Right. Right. Which is a really weird decision. Right. Overall. Correct. Although, I mean, maybe they are... Maybe they only did it because they know that the PS5 is going to be expensive yeah. and they wanted to cut a cost somewhere. Yeah. So they made a cheap version, maybe. Maybe that's what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Forte says, Bob, from one drummer to another, do you miss playing? Also, what was your favorite song to play? I very rarely miss playing the drums. <laughs> Sometimes I'll listen to something or I'll watch a live set and I'll be like, oh, I miss playing the drums. But the worst part about playing the drums was lugging your crap everywhere getting all hot and sweaty and playing shows to zero people <laughs> like lugging everything somewhere playing for nobody and then lugging it back. Um, so no, I don't really miss that. Um, what was your favorite song to play? I don't really have a favorite song to play. I liked playing my own songs that I wrote with my band. Those were nice. There you go. Katie Mitchell. Have y'all seen slash played the Minecraft nether update yet? It's, fun call me call me hand uh that's another popular ass video game series that everyone has played except me minecraft you've never played minecraft i've probably like walked around the the game world and like create mode once and it's just like yeah this is not for me <laughs> uh i have n- i i went to the nether like two times my whole life so uh i have not touched the new update but Maybe there'll be a cute boy stream. You should tweet at uh, twitter.com slash. Where is he? Where is he? Oh, my God. He's not in my DMs. What's going on? It's been oh, so no. long. My dry bread. Go, go to this guy. Go to this guy and say, I want a cute boy's Minecraft stream. Okay. And then maybe you'll get maybe I'll get to play Minecraft. Uh, anyway, now we're on last week's in the comments. Yes. Last week's video, uh, podcast in the comments. Leftover Waddlin says, loved the lineup. Good. Yeah. Kingler17 says, just walk around Sword and Shield hitting the capture button. Pokemon Snap. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey Harrison says, I can't remember ever disliking an episode this much. I felt more like a private uh conversation it felt more like a private conversation amongst the four of them rather than something aimed at the at an audience and then uh straight blazon says hate these two guests couldn't listen for more than 15 minutes (laughs) well too bad because we might have him on again (laughs) yeah don't listen to the one with guests then yeah there's always there's always it's always one or two ways either people go i love it when you have guests on or never have guests on (laughs) We got to have guests on. We yeah. got to. 
just, you, know? you know, variety is the spice of life, as they yes. say. Got to do it. It's got to happen. So too bad. Uh, uh, Rinesia says, Bob's shirt is so cute. What was I wearing? I have no idea. It must have been cute, though. I mean, of course, Will. Of course it was cute. Um, I wanted to say something about... I don't know. I don't know what I want to say anything about. Anyway, the next one, Gravity Blast says, if you question Pokemon Snap as a game, then Animal Crossing is even less of a game. No. You control Animal Crossing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're both games. It's just that they're not traditional game you know they're not like you know the big action-packed games that most people think of when they think of video games you just have way more control over animal crossing than you do in uh in pokemon yeah. snap pokemon snap is like a point and click oh my yeah. sh- i was wearing the uh i was wearing the the fog shirt oh uh, with a giant fog on it yeah that's what it was Oh, what I want to say was every one of the... I feel like every friggin' podcast we do is just a conversation between the two of us with chat yeah. integrated. I just wasn't paying much attention to the chat because we had a lot of people on. There was a lot yeah. going on. Uh, what I got to be better at is when we have guests on, I got to have less topics. Because <laughs> there's two... There's, you know, more people that are going to talk. So yeah. it takes more time to get through all of the topics. That's something that uh, I need to work on. Uh, Austin. Oh, now we're in the chat. Yes. That was everything. Austin Hammonds says Pokemon Snap is an on rail shooter. That is a game. He's not wrong. It's an on rails point and click adventure. It's like Mist. Well, I think, I think like Pokemon Snap does have objectives to do mm-hmm. and a score that you can like keep trying to beat and get better and better at you know there's a there's a game element to it it's just not as dense of a game as like the mainline pokemon series is or other types of games barely a game (laughs) still still running that narrative um milkshank jones with four dollars and 20 cents hell yeah baby Uh Slept through all four alarms I set to wake up before six. Well, life's a toilet, ain't it? Yeah, maybe maybe stop 420-ing all night long. Yes. It's your fault. Yeah. Uh, $5 from The Yeater. Bro, just start playing something. This is like playing Minecraft on Wii U. There is nothing new. What are you talking about? You talking about the podcast? This is what we do here. We're doing it for 233 episodes. Yeah. I don't know what you want from my life. Uh, AJ says, shooters are glorified point and clicks. Changed my mind. He's not wrong. Not wrong. He's not wrong. Uh, I flew. Sony owns Spider-Man, so I'm confident it won't be in Square Enix's game. Uh, Not necessarily. Because Spider-Man is in Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. And that was made by Nintendo. Spider-Man was also in the last Marvel vs. Capcom game, and that was made by Capcom. Uh, in terms of gameplay rights, I think Sony just has it for like Spider-Man solo games. It looks like he can appear in like Marvel Universe games, like games that feature like other Marvel characters. 
Sony owns the movie rights, though, and that's a whole other can of worms. Um, it's just, it's just whether or not if they put Spider-Man in it, will it be the Spider-Man from the Insomniac game, or will it be like a Square Enix version of Spider-Man? It'll probably be a Square Enix version of Spider-Man. Uh, Yuri Lowenthal, who did the voice in the the PS4 game, did the voice of Spider-Man in Ultimate Alliance. Oh. So they could do something like that. But he'd have to look different. He'd probably have to act different. You know, it, it won't it won't be the same Spider-Man, but you know, they could still use Spider-Man. That but that but that's the question that everybody has is it are they going to somehow integrate Avengers with the Spider-Man game? Right. Is there gonna be a crossover? And it's possible that they're Spider-Man's in it and there's no crossover. Yeah. But it's also possible Spider-Man's in it and there's like a little bit of a crossover. Um, I think the what uh, the dog is like seeing something on the ground and trying to attack it. I don't know. What's your problem, dude? He's like on the hunt. Um, there was something else I wanted to read in this. Oh, Sin411 says, was outside of Target the other week wearing a Wolf Den hoodie and some random guy walked by and started yelling, tweet of the week, tweet of the week, tweet of the week. <laughs> that's, that's not true. I do not believe you for a second. I choose to believe that happened. And and that that is it. We have made it. We are we are international superstars now. Uh Hyas with five dollars says, insert overused PS5 router joke here. We've already established this. It looks like Arctic Blast Batman from the nineteen ninety two Batman Returns toy line from Kenner. Uh I will reserve my judgment until it is in my house. Uh, so I have my consoles here. My Xbox mm-hmm. and my PS4 are in a horrible spot. They're just shoved in, up against the wall on my desk. I have no idea where this PS5 is going to go. Yeah. I have room for it, but I would have to build more shelving for it. I, I, have to, I think I have to build shelves. Yeah. Or I could put I, it behind my monitor. We could do that. How uh, heavy is this thing going to be? I can't freaking drill into my walls. It's going to be massive. I'm debating whether or not to bring my PS4 upstairs to play video games because I feel like if I was up here I'd play it more. But I I love having my stuff at my desk. I I liked having like a dedicated gaming area in the basement where I can just go and play my video games away from my wife and all that stuff. But now that I have a child that needs my constant attention, you know, it's the switch is just there. I pick it up and I play for two minutes and then she cries and I gotta put it down. I gotta, you know, rock her ass to sleep. Uh, but I discovered she likes the bouncing souls, and that makes me so happy. You so don't can... know that. It's a baby. She does. No, she does, because we were playing along. We were dancing. She was laughing the whole time. She likes the bouncing souls. Do not take this away from me. Baby doesn't Do know Do not any take this away from baby me. Baby doesn't know any better. Um, Sin 401 says, I'm not lying, Bob. I'm dead serious. I don't believe you. Nobody's ever yelled that to me when I'm wearing my Wolf Den hoodie. <laughs> Uh, Tony Wood, twenty-five with five dollars. Do you know a lot of people with a Nintendo Switch buyer's remorse? Could my quick boredom exist because I'm playing Mario Kart offline? Suggestions? I don't know many people at all. Uh, yeah, nobody I know who bought a Switch regrets it. Um, it could just be because you're playing one game. <laughs> There's a lot of games right now. If you just bought the Switch, you got to dig into that back catalog and play. Yeah, some that's other the games. thing. The Switch, the Switch is more than just like one game. The Switch literally has like thousands and thousands of games three and you know they they run the gamut from like you know shovelware to 
you know, absolute masterpieces, but there's a lot of like hidden gems in there that are worth checking out. There's not a lot coming out right now. Right. But there are a a lot of amazing games there that you got to check out. Uh, there's another one I wanted to read here. Oh, Kool-Aid Kid said, oh no, Kool-Aid 3 says, I purchased an RK 2020 because of your Wolf Den Live episode where you initially opened it. That, I don't know why you did that. Because <laughs> I don't think I liked it when I opened it. I ordered it that night, three weeks. How long did it take you for years to arrive? It took like a month. It takes a long time because it's coming like right from China. Yeah. And it comes in what looks like a cocaine brick. <laughs> so expect it to take a while. And I hope you enjoy it. And I hope you watch my video so you know what you're expecting. Uh, John Enquist says, my friend just walked past and asked if I was watching a stoner podcast. Time for Dollar Shave Club. They're not sponsored until July, so uh, you got some time mm. with his beard, buddy. Uh, apparently, my uh, my day job said that they're looking to come back to the office in July. So perfect timing perfect timing for you to start to braid it yeah (laughs) all right thank you guys for hanging out thank you for tuning in thank you for watching us thank you for chatting with us as always wolfden live is every single wednesday night at 8 p.m eastern right here on youtube.com slash wolfden if you can't make the show for any reason at all we always put it up as an archive version on thursday for you to watch on demand whenever you want If you prefer to listen to us rather than watch us, you can do that as well. We're also an audio podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher. And if you listen to us on any of those platforms, please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review us because that helps us with placement on those respective stores. Also, if you want to watch just a little bit of Wolf Den Live, or maybe you want to send a specific section of the show to your buddies, there's an echo in my headphones. (laughs) Uh, head on over over and subscribe to wolf den clips where our good friend eric henry takes this week's episode and cuts it down to bite-sized chunks for your viewing pleasure jump up trying to get the dog to jump in my lap and he knocked my headphones out uh real real quick hyphen g with ten dollars the reason i am having safe bets on monster hunter because of rathalos who is an assist trophy plus a boss and min min was a spirit in in a form of corin and orange alt that blends with the character all right it it devolved out of english at a certain point because oh rathlos i think is an enemy in monster hunter that is yeah that is uh an assist trophy okay um plus a boss and min min was was it assist trophy or a level boss i don't remember uh why are you biting so much What's your freaking problem? Uh, and Min Min was a spirit in a form of Corin. Okay, I don't know. Uh, anybody could be a character. Yeah. Depends on Rath- popularity. Depends on what Nintendo wants. Because it's really Nintendo is the ones calling the shots. Rathalos was a boss and a assist trophy. There you go. But Rathalos isn't going to be a character. It's going to be a monster hunter if it's anybody. Yeah. Thank you all for being here. Uh, go to twitch.tv slash wolfden twitch.tv slash wolfden turn the notifications on so you know when i go live i'll probably be on tomorrow who knows what i'm gonna play i think animal crossing because i'm still building my city thank you for being here we will see you later goodbye bye